There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Gout-free Brett. I know. It's crazy. And uh, Big Dick Toledo. It's, yeah, that's a weird story. You had gout on Thursday when we left here. Yeah. And, of course, uh, now now you don't have gout, which was uh, the miracle of a listener feeding you an intravenous something or other. I think it's hair. That was the scary part. Yeah. <laughs> that was the scary part. Our listeners saying, let me uh, treat you intravenously. You'll be like, well, no, is my first reaction. Absolutely. Immediately. Yeah. Absolutely not. Whatever you, whatever needle you want to put in my elbow is a no-go. Now, this guy would, this guy was totally legit. And he I, fixed it. Man, I, Got like a couple hours later, I'm like up and running around and yeah. stuff. And now I'm pretty much... All back to normal. Pretty awesome. Be able Good to prevent you. the flare-ups, too. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. you got it diagnosed. Well, now you know. If you prevent flare-ups, if you get the cure, flare away, man. Oh, absolutely. Now it's I'm ready like, to roll. It's uh, like having uh, genital warts and you've got the magic button. You just get after anything you need right there. It's, you know, just pound away and then just, hey, I got a guy for that. Well, I was just afraid that like Dr. Kevorkian was going to show yeah. up at the, yeah. you know, the remote and go, hey man, <laughs> let me inject you with some stuff. I'm like, well, all right. with all the news of the Gilgo Beach murder guy, Rex oh, Hallman, this needs to be a bigger story. All I keep hearing about is how hot it is outside. And then they find, you know, they get, they catch this dude who's been killing people since 1996. And I'm learning about it now. We should have been all over. There were 18 different possible people that this dude killed in New, in uh, Long Beach and New, in New York. And they're pretty confident on. Uh, they think what, they got them. Six, six or seven yeah, of them. And they like, got them. Well, they're linked to others. Did you hear Hal Brady with the pizza boxes? That DNA all over his trash. And once you oh, take the trash, they out, tried to get DNA off of everything. And they were yeah, yeah. one of the things pizza crust. Yeah, well, because you go out. It, that's why I always finish the pizza crust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brady will never be caught for his uh, his mass murders <laughs> and his serial killer ways because he's never left a pizza crust behind. They can go through your garbage once it's in the road. And it's uh, it's an awesome little thing. It's like part of the reason they, I think, went to, this makes sense to me, but part of the reason they went to everybody's individual bucket of trash out in the road and, you know, your own garbage being, you know, instead of just one big massive dump. Yeah. Is so that, you know, if, if, it, if need be, the cops can investigate your trash very easily. And then you go out and leave them all the evidence Every Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever trash pickup day is, by just dropping it off on a city street where it becomes, uh, you know, public everything. It's theirs. You're just you're leaving your stuff all over. To say here it is, and now with DNA matching, all they got to do is go through your garbage and grab a couple of items, maybe some an old banana peel, uh, the pizza crust, the pizza box itself. You can get DNA off of anything. And the dude was uh, kind of Jack the Ripper esque. Oh yeah. Because he was always calling uh, escort. Well, it's escort services, yeah. Or the ones that he's getting nailed with. And then uh, the same weekend, uh, Jack the Ripper has been identified, according to another guy. They've done this before. 
But yeah, they got that one. They've got uh, again. Uh, they're finding out all these serial killers, and all we're talking about is the heat because it is hot out. But yeah, that that Gilgo Beach murder guy is pretty great. Especially because when I first heard it, I thought they said dildo, and I started to giggle. The dildo beach murder? Well, first off, where's dildo beach? I got to go see this place. Gilgo. Gilgo beach. But yeah, and it's escorts. And then, so I started looking them from 1996 to 2011 is where they found all these, you know, b- uh, chunks of bodies. Like, they found sets of remains, they kept saying. Not just like a body, sets of remains. I don't even know what that means, but that doesn't sound like a complete package. And then, Some wrapped uh, in uh, camo. Yeah, and they've uh, they've also identified that it was you know pre-internet to now. And I saw a story on the news saying basically this this guy came on and he goes, "You don't realize how many prostitutes there are." He he guessed that there are more prostitutes today available to the general public than ever in the history of man because of uh, websites and things you know like uh, Trist and. Uh, there's a few others. Yeah, they're available because women have now got their their mind wrapped around the cash and saying, like, I forget the name of the one website he, he uh, uh, cut to the chase or something like, uh, what the hell was it called? More money or something like I can't remember what it was. What's your price? That's what it was. What's your price? So where women are basically like, look, I'm looking for a boyfriend. I'm looking for the future. But if it ain't working out, you can still throw one in me for a few hundred bucks. If the dates aren't any good, I'll still be your give it a whirl, sugar daddy, sugar baby kind of thing. And I'll give you a whirl, but I'm not going to go, you know. But if it starts to work out, that's the goal. So what's your price is essentially they they just kind of put a Christmas wish list up. That's what our buddy's doing. We all know that guy who runs that shop, and he's on that list. We, I told you about him a while ago. I'm not using any names, but I did last time. His name's Brian. Anyway, so he's doing it, and... uh and he loves it because he's like, I don't want a girlfriend. And I let him know up front. And they let me know up front, this is the kind of stuff I'm into. So if, you know, if I need my electric bill paid once, I might give you a call. So they call you like a, like you're on their sales list. And say, hey, Brian. Remember me? Uh, we went out on that. Well, yeah, I'd I, you know, you want to hang out and do some stuff? I could use uh, my electric bills about $400 this month. I'd like somebody to cover that. Like, Sure. Goes out, they have a little fun. Maybe he just comes over, watch some movies. She gives him the goods, and then gets out. And he leaves her an electric bill payment. They just had a little survey. They said two thirds of the people on Tinder are already in relationships. Oh yeah, no, and beyond that, they're getting yeah. paid for stuff. So yeah. that's what the guy on TV was talking about. He goes, "Look, the, the escort thing is so much different now than it's ever been because you don't have to walk the streets. You don't need a pimp. You don't. The pimp is the internet, and they're everywhere, and there's they're common." Amazon and horrors. I mean, it's, it's just, it's gotten, te- technology's great. It's the best. It's the best thing in the world. But wait until they get these AI sex robots going. And it's going to be the best society's ever been. Yeah, but that's, you know, Crazy. so then I don't blame women. At a certain point, it's like, look, I have currency between my legs, and why would I go give this away when it's got value elsewhere? If you're, you know, it's a moral issue, I get the morality of it, and I know you should say to yourself, I should be more valuable than that, but uh, you're doing it for nothing. I was just in Vegas, and let me tell you what, the women use that vagina as currency all over the place in Vegas. They're showing that thing off. You go to the pool in Las Vegas, it's a... like little ATMs walking around right now. They're, they flash it. It's out and it is available for viewing and uh, it's up for grabs. And it's insane how often you see 
dudes just flock to it, and then girls judge whether or not they're going to be part of it, and they're hanging out together. It's a hookup site. Vegas is just a great big website for banging anyway. Yeah, and I would use it if I, look, if I was a girl, I wouldn't, again, I've said this a million times, they're going to waste time with 10 dates with this guy over here, and then find out I don't want to be with him, and then I've also taken a shot from him? Ugh. If I was a girl, I'd walk away from every time I dated a Brady, a Brett, or a John, and said to myself, I could have gotten paid for that. I gave him this thing. I could have gotten some dope we come out. away and we like we paid for that, right? And we leave going. I pay. I might as well just giving her an envelope. <laughs> yeah. We're do, we're doing it anyway. And all those years of hearing, hey, you take them to dinner. You you know you got three or four dates first, and the next thing you know, you're trying to. That's what we're buying. The hope that hey, I like you enough. Are you going to give it up? It's terrible. It's a terrible setup to act like it isn't prostitution. It is. <laughs> this all in the heels of sensitivity trading Friday. Unbelievable. <laughs> I saw a thing because uh, I took sensitivity training online. Just We didn't really have that, but I just wanted to see what it actually was. So on board on Friday, I did a little thing. Do you know that there are some companies where unsolicited salutations are an offense? Well, what's that mean? Hi. Mean? How are you? That's it. You walk up to the wrong person and go, hey, say how's anything. it going? And they're like, all right. That's it. This dude might as well have just tickled my nuts. Where if you're such a you're such a buckled down place that wandering over and just having small talk or chatting with somebody that doesn't want to chat with you can be an HR offense. And so not, this, not that it would interrupt productivity. I don't even think they care about that. Yeah. I think they just want you to not be friendly to the person that doesn't know you that well. Don't get to know the new person. Is essentially what it was. Let it just kind of work itself into the mix. But there's no reason for like wandering over during the workday, uh, you know, like you would do, Brady. Just walk up to the new person. Hey, how you going? Hey, new meat. Yeah, how you, yeah, how you doing, new meat? You got a great set of. <laughs> I'd like to see those someday. <laughs> that just no longer no longer is that looked at as like a real. It's not a friendly gesture anymore. These people are all wound up tight. That's why I don't go say hi to Izzy or KSLX or anything. Yes. I just stay away from everybody. I don't you talk to anybody in the hall. don't know who you're going to piss off yeah. accidentally with the wrong type of hello. Um, the other thing I was reading in sensitivity training, um, they're, they're focusing heavily on eye contact versus eye drift at a lot of uh, businesses. Now, <laughs> eye drift scares me to death That's because weird. I got loads of eye drift. I eye drift a lot. I analyze. I look. And sometimes I'll, but I, I, that, and they say that thing, you know what it came from, oddly enough, is uh, the Clinton story with Monica Lewinsky came from her, her phrase of he undressed me with his eyes became part of the legal court case. He undressed me with his eyes was if a woman feels that you did it. That's essentially what happened. If you want, and I don't even know what that means. He, he was undressing me with his eyes is a legitimate complaint in a lot of places. Now, the good thing about eye drift is you have to get multiple ladies on board. The bad news is if one girl says it and you're not liked in the office, the other one's a lie about it. So you get three or four chicks to go, if we can just get them for looking at us funny. And what if you're one of those people with a Google eye, that drifty eye that you can't tell if they're looking at you or looking for you? Yeah, we gotta, we've met people like that here. They got a Google eye. 
And they're like staring at you, but the other eye's kind of doing its own dance. You know, it's all over the map a little bit, like they're getting shook up, like those uh, pencils, those things on kids' folders. It, it, you can't have it. But yeah, sensitivity training is a what a treat that is. Just hi, how are you today, Stacy? You look great. All right, that's it. Bob's getting fired. No, 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 no. no. Start did, over. What did Steve do wrong? Um, I'm gonna raise my hand and just say he was too nice to Stacy. Exactly. It's it's the old deck. It makes you do the thing I used to always say: acknowledge female, and that's it. And now you can't do that. Acknowledging someone's gender is off limits. Eventually, we're all just going to be in little boxes with, uh, you know, blinders on to so protect against the, the president's greeting of a baby over the weekend is not the way you do it. I didn't see. Did, see did he, he, he numb the back? Oh, did he do that, that again? Chewing on the back. Jesus, he eats funny. babies. I think the guy's yeah. a vampire. Then that's where that whole thing starts. I've seen him do that with babies before. Where he starts kissing them on the head and sides. Like he doesn't know where their faces are. Anyway, so be careful out there because it is a very strange... Uh, world we all live in and also johnny bench is all done brady all your legends are falling and it was hilarious did you see the clip i didn't hilarious. see the clip. i just read it so i think it was i don't remember it was bronson arroyo or somebody and uh, pete rose and johnny bench former cincinnati reds greats uh, already you'd think it pete before oh you'd think pete would go like i got nothing to lose Johnny Bench is up, but again, it just goes to show that the generations with a microphone uh, amplifying an old man's voice after the age of about 75 is a bad idea. So Johnny Bench is sitting up there. I think it was Pete Rose telling the story about a former owner, a former person that said, uh, drafted me out of high school and gave me $400. And someone in the crowd goes, that's cheap. And Johnny Bench goes, he was a Jew. (laughs) And Johnny Bench is done. <laughs> Everything Johnny Bench has accomplished is now boiled down to he was a Jew. And the crowd, by the way, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> ah, Johnny Bench is hilarious. We get it. And uh, Johnny's the only one in trouble. But aren't you culpable if you're dying laughing at that? Aren't you as guilty as the guy who said it? And is it a double whammy if you're Jewish and you're laughing at it? No, if you're Jewish and you're laughing at it, you're self-loathing. But yeah, Johnny Bench is all done, and I giggled hysterically, not so much at the joke, because Johnny just took a low swinging, you know, just t- took a poke at something. But maybe the guy was Jewish, and they used to tease him. You don't know the background story, but Johnny Bench, with a microphone, you're not allowed to just shout out after somebody says, that's cheap, he was a Jew. Johnny Bench is all done. And Johnny Bench has been a lovely man to the public for decades now. So this little step out was... Johnny's attempt, and now so he made the crucial error of apologizing for his anti-Semitic remarks. Instead of oh, just did he apologize? Yeah, to him? there's a little thing. Basically, it was a statement. I don't know if Johnny wrote it, but it was basically like I f- up. I I said Jew, <laughs> <laughs> and I just sit back and I laugh because I'm like, man, the gotcha world is all over it. Nobody ever just goes, hey, 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 bench. Enough with that. Nobody gets slapped in the hand anymore and told you can't do that. Now it's just your whole, your entire accomplished career is over. You're done. You're remembered for the Tom Brenneman. Who amongst us hasn't used the homo F word once in our lives? But if you do it on a microphone in the wrong spot, you're all done. It's funny how you can uh, use it in other things like, oh, he's an Italian. Well, no, you, people well, don't, it depends. You know. Because you can't if you throw the, the you, WAP bomb you can't, out. can't, but it's yeah. a little... 
Right. Yeah. Well, you know why he's covered in spaghetti sauce? Like, here we go. He's one of those, uh, like, kaboom! The Tom Spaghetti just to hear your entire career implode. And there's and, and here's the thing. As much as we can do it private, there's no defending it. The, the second you go, well, now, Johnny Benjamin, no. What he meant was, no, nope, it's over. And we all know better. We all know better. It's not even worth the risk in a setting of people. Like, with, with this audience and with us, we can make jokes tongue-in-cheek about how silly it is that we get into these situations. Comfortable shoes. We know the room. But I wouldn't do this at, like, you know, if I'm hosting a charity event. It's like, no, from KUPD, it's trying, and I'm standing out there looking at all these folks, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not getting paid for any of this because the person running, it's you. And they'd be like, what's he doing? I'm just playing around, everybody. You can't do that. What do you think, you're Johnny Bench? If Johnny Bench can't get away with it, none of us can because Johnny, Johnny's in the Hall of Fame for crying out loud. He stays there, right? Yeah. They don't, and, and they don't also, take that away. By the way, can't say it the way I did either. When you when you throw in a little bit of the curve, you know, the you, if you throw that part, if you even make it like kind of an affect, you, you're done. But yeah, Johnny said that, and it's like, oh no, because you can you can tell. Not everybody in the room is his friend. They're all there. There's going to be a gotcha guy. It's like those gays in Queen Creek trying to get me that time when they called me Stephen Holmberg and then had articles written about someone named Stephen Holmberg and that poor bastard that lives out in Peoria <laughs> probably got phone calls from the media because they tried to be gotcha, but they didn't do their research. You're fired. And all I said was, Queen Creek gays, you're bad gays living in Queen Creek. That's not what gays, gays live down in the Biltmore. <laughs> Putting up rainbow flags in Queen Creek, that's risky. I was warning them. I was an advocate. I was one of their friends. There we go again. Last thing I'd do is tell a gay guy, you know what you should do? Just drive around Queen Creek with a rainbow flag hanging off your car. Terrible advice. <laughs> so I was actually on their team, and they got mad at me for saying they can't live in Queen Creek. I said, you can live there. Well, you put that rainbow flag up, and you're in MAGA country. You're going to get a couple people to start getting angry at you. It's almost like you're trying to do that. It seems like you're being antagonistic. We should be allowed to fly it anywhere. We should. You're absolutely right. And guess what? When you do it in the wrong place, you're going to hear from the wrong people. That's all I'm saying. But then they get mad at you because they're not friends of the show. They don't understand what's going on. They thought I was just being mean. I was actually in their, I was in their corner. Same thing Johnny Bench can't say. Well, I love the Jews. Oh, here we go. That's the worst you can do after you say that stuff. I got plenty of Jew friends. <laughs> Johnny's not going to be allowed to talk for a little while. He hasn't done Rust-Oleum ads for, I'm sure in Cincinnati. It's been a while. I'm positive in Cincinnati. Johnny Bench's, you know. Skyline Chili commercials and stuff. Mako car. Air conditioning company that's local or whoever the the Eric Bryan Precision AC, newacunit.com. Yeah, he probably had a. Since he is. What's the name of the Chevy dealership there in Cincinnati? I can almost guarantee he's also on some billboard for a. Uh, bum knee doctor, like, you know, if you've got bad knees and Johnny Bench is there with his thumbs up or he's jogging in place or something, he's he's losing all those. Sketchers. Yeah, Dr. Goldstein is no longer going to be Johnny <laughs> Bench's endorsement uh, partner. But, yeah, you can't do that kind of stuff. But it was, it was funny because it's like, oh, no. And my favorite part of it was the hypocrisy of all the people in that crowd. <laughs> Johnny made a Jew joke. Anyway, we'll move on now, completely uh, free of any risk on our end for thinking it was hilarious. And, you know, evidently what you're supposed to do, according to sensitivity training, is immediately tattle. 
to get yourself out of hot water. That was the suggestion on the sensitivity training uh, paperwork I saw online. I did this to myself. And it basically said if you hear somebody saying, like if Brett and Brady are talking about somebody and somebody says, well, you know, he said, gee. You're supposed to wander off and go, well, I'm, I wasn't part of this. I didn't laugh at it. I didn't like it. And if anybody saw that we were laughing at it, I want to be, I want to distance myself from that. So you're supposed, CYA. To, you're supposed to tattle and say, I didn't like that joke. Now, you might have done this. <laughs> Good one, Brett. I'm going to go tell to make sure everybody knows that I didn't actually like that joke. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you later. See you later, boys. That John sure is quality people. Hi, Susie. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to close the door behind me and tell you that Brett made a G joke and I didn't like it. Well, good. You didn't like it. That makes you good. Right. I, and a, and I laugh. After you report, you come out to uh, Johnny and, hey, lunch today, buddy? <laughs> hey, it's good to see you, pal. How's kids? <laughs> Heard you had gout. Brad, the kids are racist. I told them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird. But, uh, yeah, the Johnny Bench thing. The, the uproarious laughter in the crowd. And not one person goes, that was wrong. Not one person said anything bad. Just later, in hindsight, Johnny Bench said that word. And it's bad. We're all bad people. And it's not nice. I mean, he shouldn't have done it. But at the same time, you can't give a Hall of Famer a little grace <laughs> for being 80. How old is Johnny Bench? He's got to be like 75 or 80, right? Yeah. How old is Johnny Bench? He's uh, 75. You got to give seventy-five-year-old dudes it's a, a pass. Break. You think about all seventy-five-year-olds and what they've had to kind of endure over the last fifteen years, as far as advancing their minds. You keep in mind a seventy-five-year-old; the first sixty years of their lives had to adapt a couple of times, and in the last fifteen years, after they've pretty much cemented their ways, they're being asked to pick up uh, gay, trans uh, kids that don't know what sex they are. Uh, you know, uh, race relations, every, everything that goes sideways on you is like you know, mental disorders. And they keep in mind a 75-year-old was in the heart of the Vietnam draft era. Uh, those dudes threw some bombs out there as far as race goes. He, he oh, told, yeah. How oh, many times has he told that story? Thousands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The same but he didn't novel. tell it. It wasn't even him telling it. That was the problem is that it was somebody else's story and he fired off. He's... He... <laughs> Like he interjected with one race bomb. But 75 oh, year old was... no, no, no. He wasn't telling the story. Someone I'm else sorry. told it. That would have been in his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. And once the. I yeah. first signed at $400. <laughs> you know, and then the guy just has a plant in the crowd going, that's cheap. <laughs> He's you. <laughs> yeah, those Vietnam guys, they had to, they had a totally different animal getting used to what they got used to. And then you got to come back here. And they've, you know, I remember when H.G. Listiak, the former radio superstar, watched my friend Jim Wilson, a Korean, walk away. And he was in the Korean War. And he goes, I trust them a lot more when they're walking away than when they're walking towards you. And I'm like, all right, H.G., the war's been over for a while. We work with him. But he didn't like watching Jim come towards him because he flashed back to whatever jungle he got dropped into where he had to attack people that looked like Wilson. Like, that guy's from Indiana. Calm down. I only like them running away from Yeah, me. I only like them when they run away. I'm like, I heard you. <laughs> I get it. You don't like when Wilson's coming at us. And then you say stuff like, hey, you want to go to lunch? And HG didn't. Not with you. Oh, okay. HG was talking to me, first of all. Second, he's not taking you to lunch. I don't want to eat your squid guts. All right, HG, get in your office. We're all done here. He's not. <laughs> 
Yeah, those dudes have been asked to adapt to a lot. So every once in a while, somebody 75-plus is going to say something. I remember my dad once trying to get used to all this gay stuff. And my dad's gone through a lot of adapting. Because growing up where he grew up in a very heavy, strict European Swedish city in northwestern Pennsylvania that was not forgiving to people who look different. Because what you don't realize is all these people that talk about how great Europe and Sweden and Norway, they're the most racist people on the planet. Norway just recently passed a law that you can marry someone outside of Norwegian descent. That's not much more than 10 or 12 years old. You can only do it once. And if you recall, when the government did it, a dude went nuts and shot up schools and uh, like a camp, like 80 kids. He took a boat from one place to another to kill kids. He's like, there's, there's no future here in Norway anymore if we're going to infiltrate with it. Got to keep it pure. So my, my great-grandparents and stuff were Swedish. To the core. And they raised everybody to be that way. So my and dad, Mount Jewett. Mount Jewett was the name of the town. <laughs> I'm not sure that was a slur or a joke or whatever, but... Is that where Johnny Bench is from? That's exactly where Johnny Bench is going to have to live. But yeah, it was a strict, like, whites policy. Tolerant to a if-you're-working-for-me type level. So my dad, being born in 1947, grew up with his parents saying, no, we don't mix. We don't... We do not mix at all. You have friends... Not in my house. My grandpa was so racist that I had different strokes on in his house, and he made me turn it because he didn't want them inside. That's right. That was a lesson I learned as a kid. My mom pulled me aside and said, your grandfather has horrible beliefs. It's okay. Because I felt like I'd done something wrong. Get that off my TV. I don't want them in the house. Like, who? Them. Arnold and Willis? They're awesome. Get it off. I'm like, okay. If it wasn't sports, there's no reason to be entertained by that. So my dad had to adapt to that. And when we moved away from those kind of places, started to realize, oh, Malvar was wrong. So then he's just, so I remember once we were at dinner and my dad's trying to wrap his head around the gay thing, you know, being like, and he was trying to sound progressive, but it sounded worse because he's saying, you know, I don't care where, if they want to f- each other. The butts and stuff, that's not, just don't do it to me. And I'm like, that's called rape, Dad. That's not what they're <laughs> after. And that's been a law the whole time, is that if you don't want somebody to put that in your butt, it's been illegal even before. Even on my mom's side, it's Irish Catholic. And uh, my her parents were, you know, strict anything outside of that. And then my mom's youngest sister, or second youngest, Sue, marries a Jewish guy. No, oh, Katie Bar the North. elope. Yeah, because at the time they had to leave leave the city. Yeah. It's not that far removed. They're still alive. Took a couple of years to come around. Yeah. They're still alive and they're still functional. It basically is kind of like one of those things where sometimes a 75, 80 year old guy is going to go, all right, he's just not part of the new clique yet. You got to give him a break. Now, Johnny Ben should have been told beforehand, okay, you got to know better. If we're going to give you a microphone, not shout out anybody's ethnicity, just don't. (laughs) But it was funny. Yeah, I know. The whole crowd loved it. You really parked one there. I mean, that was a Johnny Bench special. That was a three-run bomb. But uh, trust me, nobody's going to enjoy that. It's weird. And also the WNBA was my weekend up there, that WNBA All-Star. What a weekend. And the good news is it's going to be here next year. The WNBA All-Star game is going to be in Phoenix next year. Let me tell you this. Avoid it like the plague. You know what the highlight of the WNBA weekend is? The NBA players, they parade them around like they love the girls. 
And you got and you get sightings of NBA stars. That's the WNBA's draw. Was how many NBA guys are forced to go to that horrible? Because you're constantly going. Maybe she's a WNBA player. Maybe she is. No, Maybe, you know no, which ones you know, are. Okay. Yeah, they're all seven feet five and well, hideous. The, I saw the uh, highlight of the history made in the oh. three point shooting contest. Oh well, the cool thing was, and I don't understand this. Like, if you're trying to sell a product to me. Put the best effort forth. But for some reason, the WNBA girls think they've earned enough cachet that on their national stage, they can do what the NBA guys do, which is loaf through an all-star game. These They didn't try a lick. Like the, it, it looked like they were playing outside in 120 degrees, and they weren't really going to put much, much of an effort forth. It was like, meh. It was like 140 to 115 these girls never put up those kind of points. Give me some defense. Show me that there's skill. The Brittany Griner dunk. Yeah, how did that go? Two of them, it said. Oh, well, yes. One, uh, but, I mean, when you don't have any defense and a referee that's not going to call traveling, she's pretty much going to be able She's 6'9". She should be able to dunk accidentally. She should jam her hand on the rim a lot. She had like 18 rebounds in her triumphant return. Like, triumphant? She's been back for a while. Let's calm down about it. She's been playing the whole season. So they were like, oh, what a showing. And they did, look, the crowd was big. Mandalay Bay Center, which isn't the largest facility, it was sold out. Also happened to know there was a ton of comps given to a lot of people. what? Comps. Oh, comps. Oh, comps, oh, Brett. Sorry, Please. sorry, sorry. Heard something else. <laughs> Johnny Bench Vesley <laughs> is here. But yeah, so uh, it's going to be here next year. And. Uh, Nothing better than wandering around the downtown in July in 117-degree weather, going from place to place to watch these uh, people. You have no idea who they are. I mean, it is. And it was real funny to watch, like, uh, like all the lesbians. There were so many lesbians. <laughs> it was awesome. And, you know, it was interesting. And then dudes who got drugged to it and people who brought their daughters and i felt bad for those guys because they're like all right that's a girl power thing yeah but they're free, free right, for the most part they were free and they were very inexpensive you can get in and out it was pretty at the outback center or what here's the dunk breath pulled it up oh yeah here it is look at the defense on this play this is Bring it up, big girl oh. there you go now bg oh they, with they, the they, one girl ran away with her head that a dunk? yes that's a slam dunk me so happy. <laughs> that was a layup here's another oh well, look at the tap back you will see this here's the outlet pass Oh, oh rim rattler. Boom shakalaka. Look at one, two, three. Oh, yeah, no, she got, she got to take four <laughs> steps on a jump. It was hilarious. Flat out hilarious. First one almost looked like a layup. It was. Look, the girl runs away. That's not even a dunk. It's, that's yeah. a layup. She loses the ball midway through the tiny ball. It's so bad. That's why she was laughing. When and look at all the how it went in. Look at all the defense around her. Oh, look, the one girl like, runs away. There. One girl actually runs away. Where she's supposed to be guarding the middle, but she and she ducked like one of the helicopters from Mash was landing. Oh my god! Yeah, it's is... bad. Oh, it was a bad product. And they put it out there like, look at how awesome we are. And there's a swagger to them that's odd. It was a funny weekend. It was a funny weekend. A treat, I tell you. But it'll be here next summer, and it is. It is bad. And there isn't a person that you talk to about that 
because I sat next to a dude at a slot machine, and he goes, "I said something about the W. I here for the big, I jokingly said, you here for the big WNBA weekend," and he just laughed, and I'm like, "That's the proper reaction." <laughs> and we started laughing, and he goes, "She's six nine. She if she can't dunk," and I'm like, "No, we're on the same page here." And then, like a few seconds later, his wife was standing next to him, and she said something. She goes, you guys are just being jerks about it because they're girls. I'm like, "No, because they're no good at basketball, and they act like they are." And then he started laughing, and then she said something else about misogyny. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally that way, but it's just not as good. So you know that that's true. And I said, and how many games have you been to? Well, I haven't been to one. I'm like, well, then you don't like women at all because they're playing for you. Oh, you two idiots. If you supported them. And then she walked away, and I just said, women, huh? And he goes, yeah, I hate them. And I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) How dare she call us misogynists? But yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting. And then I saw Nickelback this weekend. Let me tell you about Nickelback. They're kind, nice gentlemen. Nice. It was a nice recital. It was nice. They're nice boys. The struggle with Nickelback is is enough. For years, I made fun of Nickelback like everybody else until I realized I'm only doing that because that's the thing to do. I know 20 Nickelback songs. I sing along with a lot of them. Now, they're not all whoppers, but Side of a Bullet's pretty great. They got some good stuff, and I know all of them, and not even from just working here. So I go to Nickelback Saturday. They were here last week. First things first, a lot of moms raised their daughters on Nickelback. And now those daughters are in their early 20s, and those moms wish they were, so they're dressed the same. And they're sharing this Nickelback experience. Nickelback, to me, check one for Nickelback, looked a lot like the way rock and roll used to look in the 80s, where a lot of hot girls showed up and cut off jean shorts, showing their assets, and singing along to songs that were fun and uh, non-threatening. Check one for Nickelback. The best-looking crowd I've seen in a long time. The last one I saw that looked this good was A Day to Remember. And I'm like, what are all these girls doing here? Like, they're not mad at their dads. They sing about fun stuff. They're they're cute. Not that Chad Kroger, but the other guys. <laughs> and so I check them for that. Uh, the problem with Nickelback came back for me because I started to say to myself, I'm being mean to Nickelback for no reason. They're actually not bad. I like Nickelback. I'm not going to fall into the trap of just hating them because. And now I'm kind of back in because before they took the stage, they played uh, on the PA pantera walk and you're like hmm this doesn't really tie in and then on stage tried to act like they're like they're all their screen stuff is them being chased by the cops and like <laughs> trying to be badasses yeah, bad i'm like no 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 no, no 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 well they got their big van as their big like it's their promo thing for this tour because it's on their album and uh it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool looking setup they got and the van's on the big screens, just flying around. Nickelback's inside. I'm like, ah, there's Nickelback driving away from the police probably for selling loose cigarettes or something. They didn't do anything bad. And then on stage, you're like, oh, man, I drank too much in L.A. last night. But I got, I don't want to get too up, but it's Vegas. And Vegas kind of like, eh, mm, you guys look pretty Come straight. On. <laughs> Come on. still Nickelback. And then he's got his red solo cup, and Chad takes a sip and goes, woo! And I'm like, all right, that's what a guy who doesn't drink does when whiskey hits his tongue. You're, you're putting on a f- 
good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can get through the next few songs with all the... I, and then they pulled this thing where they they pretended to pull a guy out of the crowd to do rock star. They're like, let's karaoke one. And then the guitar's like, how about you? And some dude gets up out of, and they sing along. The dude was way too kind. It was all so choreographed and set up. And it was like, oh, you're being Nickelback. You're being everything we don't like about Nickelback. It was kind of weird. But it was nice. It was a nice recital. It wasn't a rock show. Like, you know what no one's ever said about Van Halen or Pantera at the end of the show? They seem nice. Because that's all we said. Like, that was the only thing at the end. And I was like, boy, they seem real nice. That seems like a group of guys I'd, I'd go out to dinner with and end the night about 10. They seem nice. I'd go to their house party. But they occasionally try to do hard rock and roll guy thing. Mm, no. No. You look like salesmen at Dillard's. <laughs> You're basically that guy. It would be great if they had that in the backdrop their sponsor oh if they were sold to now here's the other thing though is they're really talented and i don't think they missed a note vocally or musically all night and it sounded incredible uh but nickelback is now off my list seen it kind of back kind of back on the i get it now this is why everybody thinks they're kind of buttholes is they tried real hard to sell me that they were badass I didn't they want just them. need to own it. Yeah, midway through, I just wanted them to go, isn't it wonderful being out and stuff? And Guys, I'm just so happy to be here. Like, just be nice. Stop telling me that you get law up your ass and that you just you get, I can't, you know, I'm always saying the wrong things, man. It's like, no, you're not. You're always saying exactly the right things. Johnny Bench would call them pussies. I mean, it's just <laughs> as simple as that. It just seems so false and prior to the to the concert they they run a video about how the guitar player's wife is helping out with like poor countries with her charity it was beautiful i was like oh this is nice this is incredibly kind some of the money we donate tonight goes to and here's some people we've helped and then they go to these third world dumps and they've got and his wife's out there like washing foreigners and stuff i'm like this is amazing and then to come on and go, yeah, the caps are all over. I'm like, no, they're not. You guys help Africa. Quit it. You're too. You ran a charity thing like Joel Osteen would do before your show, and then you went out and you crushed your twenty two. Feel good about yeah. buying your ticket then. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I felt everything I did. I'm like, God, I should go get a T-shirt and help them out with their uh, <laughs> endeavors because they're philanthropic, and that makes me happy. Now they're on stage telling me how drunk you got. You're picking out the big boobied girls. I'm like, he said boobies. Yeah, that's not what Van Halen would have said. That's not what the early days of David Lee Roth wouldn't have called them boobies. But they do have an audience that you're like, hmm. He's a good looking group. It's a good and show. The other thing, it's a nice recital, I kept saying. It's, I call it a recital. It wasn't much of a show. It was like those kids did a nice job. Uh, the other thing I struggled with was people too passionate about Nickelback. Is like that is not a band. Like if that elicits passion in you, you are like Toledo's not even passionate like that about Nickelback, and he's the type of person you'd be like. He's it's the Stewart thing from uh, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, we're in the winger, in the winger shirt. shirt. Yeah. Like nobody likes Winger that much. Nobody like. But to buy their merch and wander around with it on is like. Mm. And there was a girl in front of me in the suite that was, she just knew every word, and she was singing it 
right into the ear of the guy that brung her. And oh, man, oh man, that, she she didn't watch the show once. She'd hear the song starting, her hand would go in the air, and then she'd just look at her boyfriend and go, I want to be a rock star. I'm like, oh, here we go. She's going to sing the whole thing to his face. This poor prick's trying to watch the show and can't. I knew I should have took her to a WNBA game. <laughs> right. God damn it. Well, it was on before Nickelback. <laughs> you could do both. Oh, yeah, man. The WNBA game started at like 5 and ended at 6.30 or 7 o'clock. Grab some dinner. Go over and perfect. Nickelback. It was a perfect Saturday. It was just perfect. <laughs> I checked off a couple boxes. I don't care to ever check off again. The lesbian convention and then Nickelback, which... I kind of think might have turned into a lesbian. There were a lot of people that were just girl. You don't see that at like Pantera ever. What, girls, just two girls going together. Yeah, you just don't. And then like gaggles of chicks were there, like and singing everywhere. I'm like, they like Nickelback. That's there's a that's like a video game unlock. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, interesting. And that arena was sold out, just like the one here, and packed full. It's crazy. How much? And we'd all trade places with Nickelback. Let's not fool ourselves. If you stood on stage and you know, and somebody made funny all the time, it's like, okay, well, there's another million in my pocket. Enjoy your night, loser. I, that's that's how they should own it. Like you know, Chad Kroger should be like, oh yeah, you're making fun of us. Yeah. Here's my banker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on the screen behind them should just have their balance sheets. Yeah. Like this is my inv- this is my fidelity. This is my retirement account. This is a uh, this is my current checking, which is more than your house. <laughs> and you know why it's that high? I haven't had time because money just cycles in so often to move it into investments. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I my, would own my, that. My checking account jumps up to around 400 grand every once in a while and I got to pop that over because you don't want to keep it in checking. A smart person knows that. Mm-hmm. And then Chad Kroger should just give financial advice like Dave Ramsey and then do like, you know, one of his silly songs. <laughs> and then everybody in the crowd would be like, these guys are being dicks. Like, yeah, who's the yep. cool one now? So no. in the background you want stuff like rice and beans, beans and rice. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. a plan. <laughs> Here's how you guys in the upper deck could uh, live a, li- a little bit better. Write a shallow song and then, like, give it to me and I'll make it a smash. And they've got all the money in the world. They looked rich on stage. They look really clean. That <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> like, if I had a daughter, I'd be like, you know what? Show Chad Kroger your <laughs> Let's get you by Chad. This is a nice boy. I think you should have him. I would love it if, like, if... Uh, you know, the leads, if Marilyn Manson came home with my daughter, he'd be like, oh, no, horrible things are going to happen to her. But if Chad Kroger was His standing there, eyes. what's he do? He's the lead singer of a rock band. Oh, this could be trouble. Who is it? It's Chad from Nickelback. Oh. Oh, come on in. Come on in. This will be great. <laughs> I'm going some chicken, Chad. <laughs> my wife makes up some delicious meals. They're so Canadian. But, yeah, not exactly the raucous party that you'd want it to be. I ate cookies, and I had, uh, like, I was in the suite. It was in a banker's suite, and it was, like, very nice, and there were cookies. And I asked the lady running the thing. I'm like, hey, it seems like we're kind of running a little light on those cookies. She ran off and got me, like, three or four more really big ones. I'm like, this is fantastic. So there I was, if you can picture this, at that hard-ass rock and roll show with a cranberry vodka in one hand and a chocolate chip cookie the size of my face in the other. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly the tough guy moment I was expecting. This is a stick on that cookie, yeah. like a lollipop. <laughs> right. It, it might, if I had that in a propeller hat, I'd have fit right, like right perfectly into what they should sell. Lollies 
at the Nickelback show because you feel like that. Anyway, what are you going to do? Now, it was a strange weekend, a good one. But I'm sensitive now. I'm more sensitive. I went to Nickelback. I saw some WNBA stuff. And I was offered tickets to go to the Skills Challenge Friday. You missed history, I man. I said no to that. I've seen basketball skills, and uh, there's no need to watch the lesser. I'll just go to a, a gym in uh, Maryvale or South Phoenix somewhere, and I'll watch some real skills in basketball. I don't need to watch this. I see Kelsey Plum knocking down three-pointers with nobody standing in front of her. Oh, boy. Let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? A good one. 585-9800, and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 KUPD. morning sickness. morning sickness. 98 Thank you, Alliance. Got an email from a guy that says, Nickelback's a chick band, Holmberg. I don't get why any dude would see them. See, we need to start embracing that. Again, like, girls go. Like, I, that used to be... I'm comfortable being around tons of, of girls. That was the thing that I didn't get. Is like the complaint is looking around the room going, look at all the chicks. Yuck. <laughs> Bring out the dudes. Bring out more dudes. If my dudes see me around, my they're going to give me a hard right. time. They're gay. Like, What? <laughs> They're covered in chicks. Gay. I don't see the gay part. I see safe and easy and comfortable, and I think chicks like that. They're non-threatening. That's what... I don't need to be constantly threatened by my band. Again, they try to be threatening, but in a girly way. I get why people think they're a little bit, you know, soft. They're soft. They're basically the Dwight Howard of rock music. They look like a rock band, but they're pushed. You can push them. They're the DeAndre Ayton of rock. Look at them. They look like a rock band. Everything you look at them, you'd say, that is a rock band. And then you push them around like, oh, geez, they get knocked around pretty easily. Not a whole lot of fight. Dominating. Yeah. 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 That kind of crap. They're DeAndre Ayton of rock. Talking about how badass they are and they're going to get things done. And then somebody comes along and just elbows them out of the way. And you're like, whoa. There's not a lot of pushback with the old nickelback. I got a great email from someone, and I didn't expect this. A celebrity emailed in and said, I love Nickelback, but not as much as a Jew loves a dollar back. Signed, Johnny Bench. I'm like, God damn it, Johnny. Didn't you learn? Yeah, the Nickelback thing kills me. I just, it's, uh... oh, and the other thing is, this is how non-threatening Nickelback is. You all know my story of uh, being more titanium than man now, thanks to the chorus, too. Two fake shoulders, two fake hips. And uh, going into Nickelback, I got to go through the metal detector. This is the first time ever I've set one of those things off, and it was a three-ring circus. It was <laughs> the red lights around that thing are going off. Two people with wands standing right there, and I'm like, here we it go. sparked out. Here it is. I'm finally something. It's the first one I've gone through with four pieces of metal in my body. Now, three never registered it. Just got this fourth one put in. I'm like, I must be. Finally over the hump. Um, at the airport, Nothing. Of course, it's JSX, which is awesome. They don't care. It's like three people at a time go through the metal detector. You know how in a regular metal detector they have to pretend like they're on? Yeah. I don't think any of them are on. Though they stop you, especially at Suns games. One at a time, one at a time. JSX, you've got a bag. That you just walk into the two people at once just elbowing through like it's a Three Stooges routine. Everybody's trying to get in. They're for show. That is just. It might even be made of foam. I'm not sure it's even real. So I go through the Nickelback one at T-Mobile Arena, and I set it off. And the dude goes, you good? 
He just waved <laughs> the guy with the wand. You good? I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, you good? Like, you don't think I have a sawed-off shotgun for a leg, like uh, uh, like a Robert Rodriguez movie? You good? And I just walked into Nickelback, and it, the, basically what he was thinking is, if you start shooting up the Nickelback show, nobody's gonna care. Now going through an airport, I'm like, it's very Spinal Tap ish. If you've seen that movie, I get stopped every time. You do. I, didn't think I would, and and the guy takes the wand thing after, and it's right in the midsection oh, from they, the oh, navel the hernia. Yeah. So it looks like they're doing my crotch. Like, oh, the guy's got yeah. something wrapped. In, in the fairness, it them. could be because you look like you're smuggling. Yeah, yeah. They, may, they might just they might be profiling, which isn't right, but it could be. No, <laughs> because I looked at the screen and there's a little square right there in, in my yeah, stomach. Your little mesh gut. Yep. Yeah, my my. Shoulders and hips up until this fourth one never set it off. And again, JSX last night hopping on the flight. Which, by the way, JSX, if you've been on their one by ones, I've never been on one by one before. Which is a plane where there's one set of seats on one side and one set of seat on the other, and there's a table in between you. It's, what? It's oh, no kidding! I had the two by one the last. The two by one is the yeah, short flight, the normal ones. Ones. Oh, okay. So I didn't know what was going on. My flight got delayed till real late, and so getting on there, like we're on a one by one now because we had to. Bring in one of our long haulers. So the, the flights from here to like Dallas, I guess, or they're or Dallas to Florida. JSX is incredible. And so they're like, we're on a one by one. So we're going to give you some money back for because you paid a little extra to sit in the front. And I didn't get the front. So like, OK. And I'm like, what's a one by one? I thought it was going to be real. Cr- uh-uh, it's better. Instead of having a seat in between you, there's like a nice little leather table. and Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Although the stewardess, and I'm going to call her that last night, didn't seem too happy Uh-oh. to be on the late flight. Yeah. Because I've never heard this before. It was pretty great, though. Thanks for flying JSX. Uh, in a few seconds, in-flight service will begin. And since it's such a short flight, I'm probably not going to get to all of you. So if I don't, I'm sorry. There's like 18 people on this plane. She had mapped out maybe nine or ten folks getting drinks before she was going to shut her down. I mean, you have to, like, it's an effort to sound like that much of a bitch. It is. Like, to go up Doesn't and say... you want to move yeah. to the front right now? I'm about to do most of my job, but uh, you folks in the back are pretty much uh, BF'd on this deal. Sorry, no drinks for you. <laughs> it's like, it's five more steps. You can't do it? Nope. No. Like I said before, it's a short flight. I don't feel like walking around that much, okay? <laughs> She you did didn't not, have a problem last week. did not want to be there. Now, I've been on enough JSX flights that this stewardess has been on there before. And the day flight, she was super friendly. This one was supposed to leave at 6 o'clock, and it left at almost 10. Or actually, 9.30. So she wasn't happy at all. Her night got really screwy. But the people that hey, paid for it were sister, rows 10 through 14. You can go to, can go to American. <laughs> right. Have oh, fun there. Hey, Toots. Oh, spirit's always hiring. My right. buddy from American... Got this announcement. He, he, uh, Katero, he left Friday and he gets this thing from the pilot. Thanks for flying American Airlines. Since uh, we've overbooked a couple of flights, we're going to wait for some more passengers to come in off another flight. They're coming in off the manifest, so uh, we're going to go ahead and wait for them if you don't mind. And everybody's like, well, I got a connecting flight. How long I do mind. Wait, right. All right, now that I've got the bird in the air here, we realize that we've overloaded the flight. We've got a bit of a fuel issue due to a weight problem. We're going to have to take an unscheduled stop in Salt Lake City. Oh. oh. Flew from, like, somewhere in Montana to Salt Lake City. Like, 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, we're not going to make it. <laughs> we, we got 
too much weight on this bird. So they missed all, missed all their connecting flights and flew to Los Angeles, and they gave him a freebie at the Holiday Inn in La Cienega. <laughs> he was you know, fuming. supposed to come here? And they yeah, well, the connecting flight was L.A. Gotcha. So they were flying from wherever they were going. I think Jackson Hole or something. They had a couple bouncers, but then end up to go to uh, – it was one of those Eagle, American Eagles, where they're small. Yeah. Prop, and if they, prop yeah, prop and they overloaded it. And <laughs> we got to go to Salt Lake City real quick. And then they missed all their connecting flights because then they're going to Salt Lake to L.A. and then here. Also, Katero's a Johnny Bench fan, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so he could have taken the direct flight. Right. But he found that super deal. I thought his wife books all that. She married, did, she married did this him for one. a reason. <laughs> Old Johnny Bench so over there. They're one in the same now? Uh, he's saving her money. <laughs> He Johnny benched the scheduling. I wanted to tell him that. I was just texting. He goes, I'll never fly this airline again. You were, yeah, fly, you were, you were flying. Yeah, I understand the Jackson Hole to like another big airport to get on a real plane, but you were going Salt your Lake. Your red eye with four stops yeah, is not. You passed your destination <laughs> to go home. I remember once I was trying to cheap up a flight to go. Uh, I think I was going to San Francisco. No, I was going to Denver for a football game. And the only flight I could get had one stopover in Salt Lake City. Like, that didn't make any sense Fly at all. Yeah, you gotta go, well, you got to go. I mean, there goes Denver. It's over there to the right. <laughs> right. And we got quite a distance to go north of it. And then you shoot over. And it was like nine hours. And then there was wow. one to go to uh, Las Vegas that has that. One of the airlines goes directly to Salt Lake and then takes you back to Vegas. That's like one of the stops. Like, you'd think that they would do that different. And go to Vegas first and then Salt Lake City. I don't like passing a thing to go back to a thing. So he did that, but he Johnny benched it. So, whatever. But yeah, it was tough. But it was a late flight, and the stewardess was not happy to be there at all. Not even a little. In fact, she sat behind us on a flight about a year ago and oh, talked. You remembered to, it? Oh yeah, because she was. <laughs> well, we were chatting with her because it was her and two other JSX employees, and they were sitting behind us. And all she did was bitch about the other employees, like in a fun way. Like she seemed fun. Nuh-uh, not last night. I'll take the snacks of the first five rows. You people in the back, if you want a snack, come find me. <laughs> she just throws some cans down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> I just roll them. The roll them down the aisle. All right. Get some soda and some tequila. Oh. Oh, and the girl sitting next to me had the noise. I didn't order a drink because I didn't want any part of this. Like, if she's mixing them, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> I thought you could see her. Can't you see Yeah, her? she's hiding. She could make that happen. Girl next to me, hey, can I take a drink? I'll have a mango margarita. And her face was like, I'm going to kill this bitch. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right, because the girl in row A got a mango margarita, nobody else is drinking. That's it. That's Four it. Rows. I got nothing but mango margarita time now. And all it is is a zing-zang. It's in a can. Yeah. They offer it. It's on the menu. There's like three flavors of margarita, and one's a mango margarita. Comes in a can. Anyway, it was pretty funny. So yeah, she didn't want to be there. And I don't blame her. I even said, like, I'm not, I'm not ordering anything from her. She walked by. She goes, I guess you complimentary because the drinks are free. It comes to the price of the thing. I'm like, I'm going to skip this one. You don't seem too happy to be here. And I don't like that combination. I'll bring you the can. And I can, no, it's all right. You can spit in the ice still. I'm not interested in this. <laughs> Weird. Uh, yeah, there's more Nickelback people. And now we got a couple of them said, Nickelback puts on a hell of a show. This guy says, I went to the Phoenix show a couple days ago. I actually texted a buddy about how nice it was there. The wife saw it. She wasn't happy about that text. 
Uh, oh, how much nice P was there. I missed it. I'm sorry. He said, I, I told a buddy, I texted, <laughs> I thought he was saying how nice the show was. So I texted a buddy about how much nice P there was at the show. My wife saw it. She wasn't happy about that. Challenged me to grow up and stop making comments like this to my friends, considering that I'm 44 years old. Oh. I don't believe that's ever going to happen, Stephen. <laughs> it isn't, Stephen. It actually gets worse. <laughs> the next few years are going to be more comments about P under your breath than you have ever could have imagined. <laughs> Something in your 40s where you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this anymore, but I got to whisper stuff about quite a bit in order to make my day feel all right. Because otherwise I feel like I've let everyone down. As yeah. you're dealing with the potential start of the change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that could be, Steve. I don't know how your, old, your wife is, but she might be going through the change. And that basically means she is furious at her own and she doesn't like you noticing that there's others out there. If your car could get mad at you for new models <laughs> that's basically what this is are you looking at that oh i see you staring at the new bronco huh yeah they do look good don't they guess what i just lost the cylinder i guess me throwing two hundred thousand miles and toting your kids all over the place isn't enough anymore no appreciation <laughs> oh, i'm sorry it's amazing how much it's like a car because yeah. they take the older bronco the amount of money i spent yeah. restoring that thing <laughs> right i put a lot of new parts on this bronco and you're still looking at the new ones. Well, yeah. They don't seem to have as much road damage on them. <laughs> and you scream and yell every time I start you. Just get in and drive. I'm not interested in any of this car wash nonsense. You got trash all over the floor. Uh, and also, uh, not just Nickelback, this dude had a great, this email just came and says, I had to do mandatory sensitivity training for work myself, John, for something that happened. And it's your fault. What? I remember years ago, you used to scream out in your Al Pacino voice, she got a great ass. Well, that's oh, from a movie. No. The greatest lines. Yeah. He said, uh, come to find out, that was a quote from a movie. And since then, I've been saying it for years. And evidently, a girl at my office didn't realize I was quoting a movie when I said it to the guy next to me in our cube grid. <laughs> he laughed, but the lady on the other side of the wall didn't. And reported me and said I made disparaging comments about women in the workplace. Well, my boss is very cool. And she had me sit through some training videos and fill out some papers. But I was in a room by myself. So everybody knew I was a bad boy. (laughs) One of the things in the video said, what to say to a new employee in our vast company. They recommend that you limit all interaction with the new person unless that person asks you for help. It could be seen as condescending and misogynistic in certain cases to tell someone how things are done if you aren't the assigned trainer. The recommendation for new employees is to say to them, welcome aboard. My name is blank. If you need anything, feel free to ask me. They showed us a video of how to do this, and it's so weird. Then they show a video of what not to do, which was hilarious. We got that Included the phrase, you're not going to last too long if you're doing it that way. We basically are a company that relies on everyone doing things properly or the flow gets ruined. It gets passed from one department to the next. If one idiot goes rogue, it ruins everything. Uh, If we don't show them the shortcuts, we're going to be here for hours trying to fix problems. After this debacle, I realized I'm never going to talk to anyone at work again. I'm done introducing myself to any of the new employees, and we have four or five a week. Uh, It used to be called being friendly. Now it's toxic. F this world 13 years till I retire, Gregory. Yeah, that's how people feel about this sensitivity stuff. We had that sensitivity class. And and people wonder why you want to work remotely. 
screw it. Right. Why am I going to an office? Yeah, you're running the risk of, of, of danger. I drift that I learned about on Friday. I drift. What else did you say? Salutations? You can't say Well, uh, can't, was it unsolicited or unwelcome, unwelcome salutation? salutations. Well, this was all online. I did this to myself because we were joking around about it. So I'm like, I wonder what it would really be. It's a company in Chicago has videos you can get them on online. And I got one of them and I was like, unwelcome salutations, Aren't which they is. all unwelcome? Kind of? I mean. No. No. It's just I hello. Mean, I mean, how well, sensitive are you? I'm apparently very sensitive. So if somebody you don't like says hi to you. Get out How of dare here. you're going to turn them in? <laughs> Hi, Mr. Toledo. Mm. There's too many pussies. Mm. Exactly. Brett, you're not allowed to say that anymore. If unwelcome salutations are a thing, Paul Sura is using that every oh, no, time. No, no. <laughs> yeah, well, Paul doesn't talk to anybody for a reason, and he's right. Oops, sorry. Because they get upset looking at Paul. I think Paul's mad. Paul is the reason why. I try to be nice for that bitch. <laughs> like, ho, 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 what happened? I don't know. I walked by. I said hello. She said, we don't need to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm never going to say a thing to anyone ever again. I hate people. <laughs> and I giggle like, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not. Paul got, Paul, Paul got a talking to about two years ago for not saying goodbye on the phone. That's right. Oh, I remember That's that. Everybody thought Paul was That's hanging right. up on him. I remember that. Okie doke. Click. And they're like, Jesus, this asshole. And only he wasn't saying he goodbye. He did say okie doke. Well, the one time he yep. did, and it was kind of like, okie doke. <laughs> and you okie doked him. And uh, then the next thing you know, you're in an office going, Paul, we got to talk about the way you say goodbye to people on the phone. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was baffled. We feel like you just hanging up on people isn't proper. Like, hanging up on? What are you talking about? I was talking to you and everything seemed fine, and the next thing you know, you just cut me off. Huh? <laughs> we, we sorted out the problem. I said, okie doke, and we were done. Okie doke isn't okey-doke. goodbye. Okie doke made me feel less than. <laughs> that was kind of a funny thing when we first started um, at the station originally, because... Said Chuck. Chuck is a guy that answers phones. He oh, never says goodbye. Ever. The conversation it's just hilarious. Ended. Once you yep. learn that, you oh, really? try to get it out of him. Yep. I was three or four minutes into a chat with Chuck. You realized he wasn't there, and he was gone. <laughs> Did you get that thing I saved for you on your desk? Oh yeah, Chuck. I meant to talk to you about that. So uh, I was going to do the- Chuck. <laughs> All I needed was yes. Oh, he, uh, he was never say goodbye. He was no. human. He was human text. He, wow. was, he was before texting. Chuck was texting in person. And it was funny sometimes. You're like, you try to get him to say, okay, is that uh, yeah. it, Chuck? That's it. Bye. <laughs> he said goodbye that time. <laughs> I love you. Are you coming out to the thing or am I going to sit here all goddamn day? Uh, I'll be out in a second. I've got this. Th- Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> all he wanted was I'll be out in a second. Yeah, he was human text, but boy, he wouldn't make it today at all. I mean, for a myriad of reasons, but right, he checked out just in time. This world is not for Chuck. Yeah, Paul said okey-doke to people and had to sit in an office and get told to knock that off. <laughs> it's a transvestite hooker walking through a parking lot. That might be the person who Whoa. took a dump on our wall. That is a messed up Hire wall. that. <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted by something. That is a, shoes of two different wedges. It's like Monday. <laughs> That thing's week is starting that badly. Man, those AI sex robots can't get here soon enough. And Paul might as well just had a door slam sound on his phone. 
Thanks for calling. All right, we're going to get that done. Okie doke. <laughs> hey, that piece of sh- didn't say goodbye. Had to sit in an office and get told to not do that. And now, and now, goodbye. <laughs> Every time he's on the cut, now it's condescending and rude. And he it's knows what you created. Hey, you, 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 you asked for you it. You poked him yep. with the hot poker and said, you have to say goodbye. In fact, I watched him call someone once to say goodbye to them because he wasn't sure it got through. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page and that you heard me say goodbye. <laughs> but Okie Doke didn't cut it. Felt like he was being rude. <laughs> what was the whole thing about? And that was in there too, is emojis and texting and the sensitivity. They didn't get that deep into it in the thing I watched. But yeah, the thumbs up thing is generationally all screwed up. The younger people think you're being a dick and old people just think it means thumbs up because it does. How dare you send me a thumbs up when I said, did you get my papers? Thumbs up. Got them. That's just basically saying, gotcha. Great job. Thumbs up. That means you don't care about me as a person. Oh, you couldn't have nailed that harder. You're right, f- right about that. Especially now. Yeah, that, that is the most right you've ever been, Brayden. <laughs> How come you do that? How come you throw thumbs up at me? Because you asked me if you did something and if I received it, and that is a quick way to say, you betcha. That's like saying okie doke before you hang up on someone. All right. Yeah, that's enough. You know what, Braden? Go f*** yourself. I'm going to be saying that that? all day now. Okie doke. (laughs) Okie doke pisses people off. (laughs) Okie doke. I mean, okie doke should never bother you. Even thinking the way it's spelled is adorable. Okie doke. I mean, if you say okie dokie, it's even cuter. I don't even know how you can consider that mad. I think you can be the maddest you've ever been in your life and go, and we're done. We're divorced. Okie doke. And then you can't even sound mad saying okie doke at that. But okie doke sat him down. We need to have a chat about you and your okie dokes. <laughs> and I, I just got, I, just, I think I just got fired. For what? Because I said okie doke to one of the <laughs> dip salespeople. I think that's why you're going to, what? Huh? Okie doke can't get you fired. Nobody's been fired for okie doke. I'm the first. <laughs> like okie doke f- is you can get fired for that. Okie doke homo f word. You can get nailed for that, but it's not the okie doke that does you in. Now, in fairness, I didn't hear the phone get hung up, and it could have been a violent slam. But even on no, the other not from Paul. Like, nah, no, no, just no, a come on, guy. yeah. I don't <laughs> Still a funny story. You got to fumble with it. It's been years. I mean, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to buddy rich it. You got to sound like Ringo Starr closing up the show. That guy just okie doked and hung up on me real hard. The only thing you do, you can't do that with like a cell phone. You can't get mad on a cell phone and hang up. Have to do it with a handheld earpiece. Okie doke. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, and uh, also, the, the heat is real. Although everybody's making a big deal. When I was in Las Vegas, it's about the same. It's a little cooler. Uh, They set a record. Yeah, it was 117. But they're acting like everybody's going to die. Right. Like, we've never seen anything like this. I'm like, we have. We're we're a couple hours away. It's 122. We've had it. You're going to make it. They're going out to people. They're they're making people stand outside in it. Like, the reporters are like, I've been out here for four minutes and I can't feel my toes. It's like it's 114. It's still morning. It's like, you guys are okay. Did you see the one here with the uh, emergency room doctor who's saying uh, 
They've had a rise in people with pavement burns. Oh, yeah, it's dumb. Well, at the pool, there were more paramedics than there were, uh, like, uh, thongs. Like, it was, an, it, like, because I went to the, I'm fine. It's Phoenix. I'm used to being outside. In this. Now, walking on that thing from the cabana to the pool. Oh, yeah. You're about eight steps in before you're like, okay, I'm cooking. Ow, 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 ow. And then I hopped in the pool. And uh, it was okay. I was a little upset at the RA because I got okie doked. Well, <laughs> let's just say this: there were a couple of great pool stories. So go to the pool. Cabana's nice. I always like getting that cabana and just sitting out there and hanging out and stuff. They bring you service and that. So then it got kind of hot, so I hop in the pool and just walk around. I'm not going to hang out in a pool too much because you know. But there were a couple of kids in there again, and uh, there's a sign in the bathroom, and I think I'm the only one who uses the bathroom. That says, you know, if you've got diarrhea, uh, that needs to be posted. Come on. Oh, yeah. Don't get in the water. And it also says on the changing table, which I don't think they should have because that's encouraging kids to be there. Uh, kids shouldn't be getting in there with a diaper on. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. And make sure that you wash your hands real good and don't defecate or pee in the water. Like, these are warning signs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, people need to be reminded. And there's kids. And I don't know who takes a kid to Vegas in the first place. You're the devil. The only sin in Vegas that I consider sinful is a child wandering around in Vegas with their parents. There's no reason for it at all. If you don't have a sitter, you can't go. So uh, there's a couple of kids in the pool, and so I hopped in there. And then I noticed there was a Greek couple or something, something funny, sitting behind us, like right there at the edge of the pool. And they got a big stink brewing, like something's going on. And the old dude's covered in, he's Greek. He's got, he just looks like a teddy bear. He's got hair everywhere. Looks like he needs to be shorn. Oh, he, he needed a, he needed a, like one of those dudes with those <laughs> cutter, those giant lamb shears. <laughs> he was thick. Beard, eyebrow, all just, his whole face was just an eyebrow. And he's sitting there and his wife and their hands are going. You can tell something's not right. They're talking to an official. It's not like a cabana person. It's somebody in a. Poor bastard had to wear his Aria coat outside. It's like 115. Oh. Paramedics walking by constantly just dragging people out of there. Because you forget, the Midwesterners think, that'll be fine. We'll be in the pool. And they're dying in the pool. Like that, that one, 115 to one of those people that's never been outside of 88, it punches them square in the nuts immediately. So there's, you know, dragging firefighters, just dragging people out of the pool like it's like it's not. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, one after another, you just see another... Rolling by with that gurney, like we got another. You see, I saw what I considered Mexican uh, Brett Vesley was going to die in the sun. So oh, I wanted to send awesome a picture. picture. Not that no, one. I saw that it. was Not a that different one? guy. Oh, it was one. a dude in the pool that I'm like, it's Mexican Brett Vesley who's going to die in the sun today because he had he was brown from the elbows down, but his shirt was off and it looked like he had the whitest T-shirt you've ever seen on with two <laughs> nipples drawn on it. And this dude was roasting and just his face looked funny. But I'm like, that's and it looked like crazy burning up you in the sun. There was a bunch of Brett Vesley's there. So I'm eyeballing everybody about to croak in the sun. This guy's going nuts. And so uh, I try to get a little closer to the drama. I lean up on the pool. And the guy's like, uh, hey, if I'd have done it, why would I do such a thing in the daylight? Who would never do such things in daylight if I had done that? And I'm like, sure, we just have to make sure. You can't really hear it. like, oh, what's he done? So I asked the cabana lady, and she goes, oh, um, Somebody accused him of touching their kids in the pool. Oh. oh. He, 
Oh! He did it. Hey, wait a minute. He said he wouldn't do that in the daylight? Exactly. Brett gets it. Brett's with me. He understands crime. You don't O.J. Simpson, (laughs) if I did it, it certainly wouldn't be here. You just say, I would never. That's stupid. Unbelievable. If I was a kid, why in the daylight? They're so much more tender in the darkness or dusk time. What was wrong with this guy? Yeah, so that was his excuse. This went on for a long time. Like, the ARIA officials would leave. And then, you know, he'd be sitting there with his wife, and they're barking and yelling at each other, like, what's going on? And then he'd start laughing, and then two more officials would come back. The people accusing him uh, left, which people were like, well, that's a little fishy that you accuse somebody of touching your kid, and then you bail. But I guess maybe I would do that, too, and just go leave it up to the professionals get my kid out of here. So while all this is going on, I'm sitting on the steps trying to, you know, eavesdrop on this whole thing. And I'm getting some words here and there. And then all of Vietnam showed up with their children. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Like 17 Vietnamese people, like nine of them were under the age of four. And uh, all the little kids just took their pants off and were, were in underwear. And they're just, it was caddy day. Yes. And I look back at the Greek guy like, ooh, this has to be a nightmare for him. Cause Guys, are we finished here? Yeah. Are we finished? Yeah. Are we done? <laughs> just move to the left a little. They're in their undies. Like, he was pumped. Kids, you come back at night. Okay, okay. See, now, look. They're uh, 14 little Asian babies. Not even interested because the sun is up. Was the El Cortez closed or something? They ship them all down to the area or what? I have no idea. In the sky pool of all things. Saturday night, I was at Talking Stick, and I thought the same thing. They had the whole rave going. Yeah. And the... Sweet that uh, the party that I was in yeah. was looking at the ray for an hour and a half. Not one paramedic in there, and yeah. they're going crazy. Yeah. Well, we're Phoenicians. I we thought get it. That. Not a lot of foreigners. I was impressed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. Pretty neat. But yeah, they couldn't believe it, though. So don't know how that ended with the Greek guy. But he did it. Like, Brett, you got it right away. Yeah. Like, you don't say that. When you're a kid, if somebody came to you right now and said, hey, the people next to you said you touched their kid in the pool. I'm like, they're out of their minds. I don't. I would never touch a kid. Right. I wouldn't add in broad daylight to that. <laughs> <laughs> I would never touch a child in such a setting. Huh? Wait I a got rules. Well, I got rules. There's too many eyeballs here. And I even told the uh, cabana hostess. I'm like, that's exactly what a guy who touches kids would say. I wouldn't do this in the daylight. Like, if I was to touch a kid, that's exactly when I'd you do it. You guys hear this? You guys hear this? <laughs> I would do it right in the middle of the day because the accusation seems insane. <laughs> if I was a kid diddler, that's exactly when I'd put my finger in their cracker. And I just oh. slid it right down there like a credit card, and I pulled it right out in the pool. It touched me. What are you, crazy kid? You think I'd touch you with all these witnesses around? You're nuts. He's a liar. <laughs> that's what Michael Jackson was doing right in the middle of the day with her parents nearby. I would never touch a child. The parents were right there. Are you crazy? So if the parents weren't there? Of course. I would probably f*** them that way, but I'm not touching them in front of their parents. Don't be stupid. But yeah, so that was crazy. And then when Vietnam showed up, and so I went and I, I did a little Karen activity. I'm like, look, these cabanas aren't cheap, and uh, I don't come to the Aria to swim with children and they're like vietnamese people i'm like well that's well that's a secondary besides that that point i don't care what nationality they are can we get them out of the you know requirement swim trunks 
You can't just disrobe and hop in in your Captain Vietnam panties. I think Could you they get have me out of the Danang. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't like what I'm seeing here. And we're getting out, and Megan says something to one of them like, hey, "You got to move off the steps." I'm like, that kid doesn't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he came all the way over here from somewhere else and put his panties on and thought that was okay. You can't get in the pool in your underpants. You just can't. Your pool? Sure. No, right. But that's the weird thing is is that then you draw that line. But it's kids. If like a dude got it in his underpants, it'd be like, whatever. A little kid's getting it in their underpants. You just think the dirtiest of dirt because nothing is clean about a kid's underpants. But then I saw, you know, like every woman's in a thong. Like butts are out. But you assume those are spotless. You assume it. They're not. That Greek dude with all that hair? There should be a rule against him getting in there because there's no way his back door's clean. The pool's doing a good amount of work. Scrubbing off all those dingles. That guy has a beaded curtain between his ass cheeks. <laughs> and I'm sitting here worried about the Vietnamese there, You're like, well, my seagrass oh, in the water. Oh, it, it was, yeah. Oh, no, that's the floating around. Like, oh, it's like being in the ocean. With the current. <laughs> like seagulls floating down and eating some of it. I'm like, oh, it's that Greek guy's ass hair. Oh, yeah, it was like if the wind blew, it would flow. But I started to, I started to kind of change my way. Like maybe it's a maybe a pool full of kids is better because their poops are so little, they don't have hairy dingleberry butt. Listen to yourself. I am. Uh, that Greek dude kept getting in and out of there. In the daylight. And I guarantee you, all he does when he cleans up that back door is smear it all over the carpet that he's got for an ass. <laughs> Disgusting. But it was uh, it was an interesting uh, few seconds. But, man, I felt bad for that Greek dude when Vietnam showed up and all of them were under nine. And this dude likes fiddling kids. <laughs> and he's got to work his way around the Aria <laughs> cops. Sir, we just and he wouldn't leave. Like if you accuse me of diddling kids, like the first dude that comes over and says, "Hey, you touched a kid," I'm like, "No, I didn't. Not in the daylight." <laughs> and then like, "All right, we'll be right back." You're not coming back. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be in that same chair. At least I'm moving. He stayed there for four hours. I'm not waiting for. Chris They're checking out cameras. No, let them check cameras at the pool. I don't even know if they have them. They probably do. They would have to. You'd think so, but I don't know where they're hanging out. Lifeguards didn't see anything. Some lady just goes, that man just touched my kid. Like, I don't think he intentionally did. It probably felt like a hand. But my guess is the filters came on and some of that hair on them waved <laughs> over and whipped against your kid like a jellyfish. <laughs> kid started crying. <laughs> the Greek guy touched me. Well, kind of. His hair floated over and Could have been like an otter me. floating in that kelp bed. <laughs> right. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, he's cracking meals off his belly like otters do. I was just eating my meal off of my tender, hairy belly, and uh, my hair floated over and rubbed that little boy's back for a second. You imagine that? You're standing in a pool, and the dude's hair so long, it's just brushing your back. It feels nice at first, and you're like, wait a minute, what is it? Oh, oh, God, oh, God, Greek hair. Greek hair, tzatziki. But it was weird. It was really strange, because it wasn't necessarily handled poorly, but it was handled right in front of all of us. Like, you'd think that... And I think maybe he's pitched a fit, going, I'm not going anywhere. Like, they're like, let's go over here and talk. No. He was he was trying to wear them out in the heat because they were in suits. And I think that was the smart move. No, you're going to yell at me right here. And so he made them yell at him right there. But they kept it cool. And then everybody was laughing at the end. And then the Aria cops left and nobody took him away. Or- so he stayed in the pool? 
He was a yeah. He was on a one of the lounge chairs. Wow, it's all a big mistake. It's big mistake. My hair is eight to twelve feet long in the water. It brushes up against others like car wash. And dingleberries feel a little like the ends of fingers. I can't <laughs> clean this system. It is bad. Like I fell in that guy's shower in the aria, and I'm oh. like, man, you know what? Kudos to the Aria cleaning crew, because never once have I known there was a Greek dude in front of me that had the room before me. Never once have I got... That shower has to be like a barbershop floor. They have to rake the shower. Oh, yeah. Hi, Dale Smeal, get the rake. Maybe he and his family are the reason why you guys got upgraded that one time. Huh? Wasn't there oh, a no. nest, in the, a nest in the shower? No, that was at the Disneyland. Oh. That was the pubes in the shower. Oh. Disney. Ugh. Got a free night. Right. Bunch of skip the line passes. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth calling and telling on the previous Greek. <laughs> hey, some hairy Greek was in my shower, an Italian woman. I don't know what's going on, but it looks like the thing is growing on my wall. There were two big, long curlies, and they weren't like head hair. Unless Weird Al Yankovic was in the room before me. There's no way. Pubes. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend. WNBA action. Greeks touching kids. Vietnamese kids running around. You didn't say, but did you buy your advance tickets for next year's WNBA? No, I'm not not going to that. I will never go to another WNBA event. It is a waste of time. And they're so smug. Uh, We're scoring scoring all these points because, you know, the talent level. Like, you're not playing defense up. You're jogging. Like, you're letting Brittany Griner do layups, and you're calling it like a skill. I, I could have had, no kidding, two fake hips, one shoulder that I can't even get over my head right now because PT is, you know, I'm only halfway through. I'd had 10 or 12 points in that game. They weren't defending anything on purpose, trying to run the score up so people who didn't watch see that it was like 130 to 115 and go, man, those girls are scoring. You're not getting that. It's not the same game. Get a good run in. Oh, so bad. They, they, and they have no marketing at all. They think they're the, they think they're on the same exact level as the NBA. They need to sell this product. And you need to put a game on that's actually you know of your best players. This is what you had the opportunity to show your best players playing against each other. It could have been good. No, they decided to go. Yeah, just loaf it out, idiots. Idiots. We need a Johnny Bench there to throw a slur at them because <laughs> that's what he's known for forever. Now. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats there, Bert? Uh, wake Up Song brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Uh, it is a little hot out right now, so now's the time to get those bikes serviced. And they got the best wrenches in town. Doesn't matter if you got a pivot, you got a huffy, whatever you got. They got the knowledge and the parts to take care of you. Get that thing going right. So ActionRideShop.com or just head on over there to Gilbert Road in Southern and hang out with Josh and the boys. Uh, on the list, uh, Ghost, uh, Bad Omens, Machine Head, Amity Affliction, Chimera, Eskimo Callboy, uh, Asking Alexandria, Beartooth, Power Trip, Deftones, Nickelback, Metallica, Anthrax. Uh, man, I never get past ghosts. Let somebody else choose. Side of a bullet? We'll do a little of that. Nickelback's Side of a Bullet's a great song. They didn't do it, though. Really? Wow. Interesting. Probably too aggressive. The one manly they song they have. Scare the ladies. Know, the ladies are getting nervous if they got a little loud. Side of a bullet. Mm, let's go. It was a good looking crew. Not all of them, again, but better than most. And I remember back in the day with uh, rock music that you could get like 
a bachelorette party might show up at Bon Jovi and Skid Row. You could go and have like some fun. Not anymore. Unless you go to Nickelback. I think they're making the... It's not like going to a Slayer concert. No, no. No, very rarely does there a girl with a sash that says bride on it with a Slayer. (laughs) It's my dad's the red party. Oh, God. What in the world is wrong with all of you? But, uh, yeah, it's interesting because I think they're going country. I think they're going the uh, Bon Jovi route because they had Brantley Gilbert as their opener. Oh, yeah. Five Finger Death Punch that did, is. though, too, on their last yeah, tour. Yeah, I saw that, too, and yeah. I wasn't sure why that he's being embraced. He's loud. Yeah. But it wasn't. I don't know any of the songs. But he was you know, he's good, but I don't like that music. It was too much. Yeah. Like, when I seen him, he was on for, like, an hour 15. He I'm was like, Whoa, all right, all right. I, I didn't. We, none of the opening acts. I yeah. didn't see any. But I heard it as I'm like, he's still on stage? Yeah. Like, I got 9 o'clock, I'm walking into the thing thinking they're going to be on in 10 minutes. And he was still going. Scream, you guys ready for some Nickelback? I'm like, what are you still doing up there? <laughs> but yeah, they didn't do Side of a Bullet. It's a good song, too. It's a great song. I wonder if they ever do that live, because it's uh, Dimebag's actual recorded guitar on this. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But either way, they should, because it's great. Uh, we'll do it as the wake-em-ups. <laughs> It's out of already 141 degrees outside. I just checked. It's 141. Today's high is going to be 172. Uh, you go outside. If anything touches the sidewalk, that skin, you just burst into flames. It's going to happen, according to the news. Man, it was funny, though, watching in Vegas, though, because they had, you know, temperatures just a little less than ours, and they were acting like the whole place is on fire. And they have a little bit more to worry about because you got all those drinking tourists. Like, dehydration's a real oh, thing yeah. in Las Vegas. Like, it's much more there than here. They have a bunch of idiots from Minnesota and North Dakota hanging around and guzzling alcohol and then wandering up and down the strip because it's the only chance they're going to get. Giant bar buildings, and they're going from their oh, bar hopping. Yeah, and, and the only way to get there is to walk. Like they, they just they'll try to figure out cabs, but that's ah, too crazy. And they think the sun goes down and they'll be fine, and it's still 108. They're dropping like flies. So I didn't know this. I learned this this weekend. The Aria has its own fire department in the bowels and the bases. Paramedics are there all the time. Like we're one paramedics of like, or firefighters. Uh, well, they don't have fire firefighters, but they have like uh, EMT fire wow. rescue down there. They have a they have a fire station basically without the trucks inside the building. Mandalay Bay's must be huge too because that whole beach area. Over I don't there know if they have them massive. there because she said there's only like two on the whole strip, and this one covers the south end. And then they've oh, got fire oh, stations oh. nearby. I don't know, maybe they do. But the lady that was there is like, yeah, ours is internal. Like we've got it here, and she goes, and they're just dropping like flies. Sure enough, I saw that gurney go out ten times inside. People come in from the outside and just stand in the lobby for a second. It was just that drastic change of 115 to 70. And then they'd sit at a machine, have like 12 drinks. I watched the dude standing next to me, and he just started looking at me, and he, he looked like old me. He looked like John Fetterman, and me had a baby. <laughs> so it was kind of like Sling Blade Fetterman. And he just starts drooling, and the bartender's like, oh, yeah, we got one, we got one. And they got and he waddles off and wanders away and then leans on another table, and he goes, oh, boy, I'm not cleaning it. And he and the other bartender were talking. Dude rallied up. 
did some drool puking. Nothing big came out. Just some of that. Where <laughs> he just, you know, started to moisturize and lube up for the next puke. Didn't have it. Came wandering back over towards me. First question to me was, how old are you? Like, uh-oh. <laughs> Too old, sir. But he's, yeah, it was hilarious. And then I knew something else. This was a good moment. Because he, I started talking to him because he was so drunk he was actually funny. So, uh, And he's shaved head. And, uh, yeah, I don't know you been shaving your head. And just glistening wet mouth because he is his body is so close to just going we need to lube up the system it's coming out we got to prep and he goes let's do shots i'm like that is the last thing you need and he starts uh, going and then he goes "Ah, and he grabs me by the back of the head and like starts to act like he's going to throw a left elbow and i'm like you've been you're a trained fighter oh what what? nobody starts with the elbow unless they've been trained to do it i said those were tight too Ah, you. <laughs> All right, drunkie, it's time for you to keep walking. <laughs> One of those is going to go rogue, and I'm going to get dropped. Yeah, nobody nobody goofs around and throws tight elbows as feints. Like, no. Yeah, between got... Vietnam and O'Shea's I over know. there, where, 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 where were they busting them in? Can I'm you imagine you. what O'Shea's was like oh, this weekend man. with the heat exhaustion? I was in <laughs> the nice place. <laughs> I was in a beautiful area. Oh, Shays had to be there. <laughs> I free heroin and like gunplay and yeah, I can't imagine what it was like because everybody was cooked. The high end places were like, "What is going on?" Low end had to just be troglodytes. And... <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time for the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Got a case of the Mondays. Head to Hooters for July's Beer of the Month specials. Every month they have Beers of the Month. July's are uh, beers. Uh, we don't know what they are. They just know that they're special. Uh, and they're only at Hooters. Then in August they'll have Beers of the Month, and it'll sound very similar to that, except for we'll change the name of the month, but the beers change each month as well. So ask them about that when you get there. Say, Brittany, what are July's Beers of the Month? And Brittany will have to ask someone. I almost guarantee it. Uh, but you can just go in there and get a beer. Yeah, All the Brittany beers. Brittany knows. No, I think she's probably like, we have what now? Okay. Uh, just pick one. It's July. They're all <laughs> there. It. It's that beer. Every beer you drink is July's beer of the month. Because <laughs> if you're drinking it and it's July, it's the beer of the month. Uh, so go enjoy yourself at Hooters. Tell Brittany we said hi. And Brady reported. Good Monday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Tattoo Day. Okay. It's a dedication to Hervé Villachez. No. Oh. Jesus. It is. <laughs> I actually would enjoy that more than <laughs> celebrating the ink. Everybody walks around and just points out aircraft. The plane, the plane. Boss, who is this? This is Dick Toledo. His fantasy is to know his father. We cannot probably fulfill this fantasy, boss. It's going to be a toughie. That's right, Tattoo. We'll never find his father. A couple of basic fun facts. The population of Washington, D.C. jumps 79% every day when people commute in. Oh, wow. Boston has the second biggest daily jump, 40%. That's crazy. Houston is third at 28%. Who is this, boss? This is former Major League Baseball catcher Johnny Bench. (laughs) What is his fantasy? A world without... Don't say it. (laughs) Or a world with them and just be able to talk about them. Discount pricing tattoo. <laughs> what, what would that make him, boss? You are not baiting me into this, Tattoo. 
Say it out loud, friend. Come on, Mr. Rock. Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert, wasn't at the theater when his dad was assassinated in 1865, but he was there for two other presidents that were killed. No kidding. What? He was with James Garfield at the train station in Washington, D.C. Not where he got killed. When he was assassinated in 1881. Didn't get assassinated there. Technically wasn't an assassination by him. He died like, uh, yeah, died from the infection from the people digging around for the bullet in his back. It's gross. It's a gross story. I always mix it up. Is he the one that says, what's this? Watch this, then? (laughs) Greatest thing to say ever after getting shot. He was in the same building in New York when William McKinley was assassinated in 1901. That dude really took one. How about that? Abe Lincoln's kid was the problem. I was going to say, he's the common denominator. Get him out of here. Black Widow. Exactly. If he was around, a president was going down. Pennsylvania's misspelled on the Liberty Bell. It only has one of the first two N's. It wasn't wrong at the time the bell was made. But here's the thing about the Liberty Bell. We're celebrating like a huge failure. Like it's spelled wrong. It's cracked. It's like it's broken. It's We're hoarders with the bell. <laughs> like get a good bell. I don't even know how. How did it crack? I forgot. Nobody knows. Cold weather. No. Delivery, right? Delivery? Was it an Amazon issue? Yeah. No. I don't know. Was it? It's been broken the whole time. But it's never worked as a bell, did it? It was like poorly manufactured. One ring, and yeah, that cracked it. Busted it the first time. I don't remember how the Liberty Bell got cracked, but it's never... Because the metal was too brittle. It yeah, cracked it a, during a test strike it's and a, had to be recast twice. Yeah. If I remember in school, in fourth grade, in Miss Lusane's class, you had to do a thing about the Liberty Bell. And I remember thinking then, what's so great about this bell? Worked so hard on it. Like, let's just, let's just leave it. So They've the, been making bells way before that. The French were... You know, Notre Dame has like a hundred of them. Oh, According yeah, to the National Park Service, it had been in service for 90 years. No. And around the 1840s, it uh, developed the crack after hard use for so long. In the 1840s? The 1840s, yeah. Been in use for 90 years. That's that the point. Liberty according to the According to their National Park site. Well, couldn't they put some JB Weld on there yeah. and fix it? I mean, what? Phil Swift! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in <laughs> Philadelphia, for Christ's sake. Phil Swift here for Flex Seal Bell Repair. Look at this crack. Tons of water can get in through that crack. That's at least good for six months of ringing. That's how <laughs> yeah, mighty you get a few lies. rings out of it. Listen to that tone. <laughs> Ding. Yeah, 1846 Philadelphia Mayor John Swift. <laughs> it's Phil's dad. Right. Look at this crack. We need to fill it. Flex tape. There's a new excuse for people who are always late. Time blindness. Oh. Doctors say it happens when people struggle to balance their focus between things like they like to do and things they have to do. It's called irresponsibility. <laughs> Time blindness. No, that's called being irresponsible. <laughs> oh, I was really doing something I love doing and realized I had responsibility, so I'm super late. So I was playing some uh, video games and pff, got some time blindness. And showed up to work at 10 instead. And I can't get mad at him. He's got the time blindness. Terrible affliction. It's not like autism or something. Time blindness is lazy. And you lost track of time being irresponsible. I like this prediction. A wedding expert says uh, the trends of uh, micro weddings will overtake traditional weddings in the next 10 years. 
basically it's a wedding that has people that 50 guests or less nothing over 50 people that's too big there that's yeah. a micro they wedding agree. they call that yeah like seven is a micro wedding i got uh my buddy i won't say who because i'm not sure who in the family knows this is going on or not my daughter's uh getting married and uh, we were debating whether or not to invite you. And I'm like, let me end the debate. <laughs> so I met your daughter twice. Oh, no, that's what I was saying. And uh, I said, if we even ask John, he's not coming. I'm like, I've made the proclamation out loud on 100,000 watts of airwaves. I've gone to my last wedding. I sh- I'm like, You the- won't ever hear, hey, how come we weren't invited? <laughs> I am the, I am the, <laughs> I'm the gay chief Joseph of the Nez Pierce. I shall wedding forever no more. What, what did he say? I will fight forever no more. Yeah. No more weddings for John. I'm done with those. And God, why would I go to your do- She doesn't want me there. Yeah, she, yeah. The last thing a bride wants to do is look around her wedding and go, who's that? She just wants the gift. And that's the only thing. He knows I'm a good gift getter. Yep. But your track record on the last wedding, he, they shouldn't want you there yeah, anyway. Exactly. exactly. It was a seven-month money-back guarantee, yeah. that one. And we're all going the Johnny Bench Brady route with the wedding right. gifts now. You better Absolutely. prove it to me. I'm not getting you anything until you last one year. Brady, show me the light. That is a good one. You shouldn't be able to get a wedding gift I think we're for all a year. For the last one. Mm. We were all there. I kicked in on their give us cash on the uh, on the website thing. Oh. Well, we sent, Lisa and I sent a gift, too. We just sent gift. They, we they, dropped an envelope. <laughs> well, that's what I tell well, you. Well, we, we did. They had a, you can pay, Brady doesn't know anything about this. They had a website where you could get them <laughs> gifts. And it said, if you want to just drop off some cash, pop it here. And we did. And it went to some Amazon Yeah, card. I'm glad I didn't see that. <laughs> Why? I saw the wedding gift registry thing. And, and you just know. jumped to that. <laughs> I had to wait. I had to wait. I had to wait. You were seeing if you could get away with it until we all started talking. And you, and you let the smart cat out of the bag. Yeah. No, no reason for, like... Kirby wouldn't want me at her wedding at all. You might, but I'm not going to that. She might say, uh, you know, I want John to sing a song no. at the wedding. Like, yeah, he'll do that. <laughs> all right, I'll do that. <laughs> nope. And then uh, the same person said, well, what if I got married and I wanted you to be my best man? And I'm like, get an iPod and a stick or an iPad and I'll right. zoom it in, but I ain't flying to the, you know, the wine country to stand next to you for four hours at your stupid. This is your third one, by the way. I don't really buy into it anymore. Fool me once, fool me twice. This one's going to stick. No. <laughs> Come on, even you Come don't on. believe that. Uh-uh. I mean, let's go. Marcus Mariota goes to another team. Do we expect him to pull it off? No. We, his track record is what it is. What about the next one for Mangoop? Can we get you to go to that one? Mangoop having weddings is an affront to me. Oh, well, he did get engaged this weekend, too. Oh, oh yes. My. Congratulations. He did. It's official. By that's, the way, uh, five? I, I no, I lost five. count. Five or six. I take my shoes five. and socks off and running out of fingers. Uh, his knees have to have scabs on them <laughs> for how many times he's dropped down to one to ask a woman to marry him. Now, did she propose or did he? No, right. he did. Right. <laughs> and uh, hang on, see if I can find it here. Oh, no. Did they go to a destination for the proposal, or was it over oh, yeah. in, like, a AJ? I asked oh, Tom. Yeah. I remember get, drinking with Tom Chambers there at uh, that bar, and I said to him, met his girl, said, you getting married to her anytime soon? He goes, F- you. I've been halved four times. There you go. Oh, get out of oh, here. Oh, come on. <laughs> he did, did it, it at Wrigley. Come on. Billboard at Wrigley. <laughs> I hit an HR when I met you. 
Oh, God. Uh, I thought it said I met with HR. Yeah, man. Yeah. In but this I'm, case. I met with HR because of you. That's- All right, man, Goop, what happened to the other hits? Were they robbed at the fence yeah. or what? Well, he got a couple of Punch and Judy singles and then a... <laughs> seeing I Grounder. Yeah, seeing I Grounder and an error. He reached on an error. But this one's a home run. This fifth one's the HR. He finally put one out of the yard. It- it doesn't say a response, so it's <laughs> right. out there. It was a yes. Will you marry me? And now, technically, it says Wrigley Field, will you marry me? And she should have. rock! Jesus, man. Uh, where did Man Goop get the cash for that one? He knocked over a liquor store man. or something. You know, he didn't spend any money on those bleacher seats he's in. <laughs> oh, Man Goop. How can any woman be excited? To be someone's fifth wife. <laughs> How many is it for her? How many is it for it her? It doesn't I, matter. I I'm not sure. I know, just, it doesn't I know matter. It doesn't, but. Like, you know you're walking into hell. <laughs> Maybe he's real good at courting. But once that ring goes on, everything changes. It goes south. He's 0 for 4. <laughs> Will you marry me and be the one? It is. The one? I'm the fifth one. I've known him long enough for two to come and go pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I just know it's I, been too many. Fifth wife. Like, she can't be excited about him breaking Kids out the with ring. three of them, right? Uh, two. Two. The yeah, ring's the kiss of death for that guy. Exactly. Everything goes great until that happens. Yep. He'll put you in a state of euphoria. Oh, my God. I want to be with this guy forever. Take you to Wrigley. Gollum drops that ring on you and everything changes. <laughs> You move into his house. Does he have a file cabinet? Yeah, yeah. Through the years and the years. Well, it's like the Hall of Fame. There's just busts of players from the past. He's got he's got to change pictures out all the time. How long until this one's till she comes to her senses? Does Man Goop go for six? When do you draw the line? Anybody listening out there has got five weddings. Tell me, I want to hear from a woman who's the fifth wife. Because third's out of the question. Oh. As a decent lady, you should be like, third, I'm third? Nah, I know what happens yeah. after you. You no, can it's do just, the second. Maybe, uh, second's okay. That's eh, the that's the yeah. mulligan. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. Because you learned what you, a lot of time, what you want in marriage. first one was pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Because <laughs> you feel like you got to do it like everybody. And second one is because you want to. Third one's because you want someone to do your laundry. And the fourth one is, I just don't understand. <laughs> That's a fact. My dad got married because no one was doing the laundry. I'm convinced of it. The third one. People are saying this guy should be in the running for father of the year. His family in New Jersey had a Disney trip, a Disney World uh, trip planned, but their flight got canceled last second. They would have had to wait two full days for another one. But uh, their dad, who couldn't go because of work, Picked them up at the airport and says, I'm driving you there. He drove 17 hours straight, got him to Orlando. Then he napped, turned around and drove back. Only missed one day of work. Wow. And they're like, this, what a dad. Yeah, what a Here's the picture of the family. Oh, no. <laughs> he's super happy. No, he, he loves me he's being got there. a crappy job <laughs> oh, so that he can't take a day Daddy! off. Yeah. Wait a minute. No. What did they do? They missed a flight? Missed their flight, and it wasn't. they weren't able to get on a plane for another two days. What's she doing? This passenger lady. Yeah, why couldn't she drive? Why can't she? Exactly. Hump him out there. Why did this dude have to miss work? He wasn't going on the vacation anyway. He didn't right. miss work. Missed well, one missed day. A day. That's what I'm saying. 
She can't drive or he doesn't trust her with the keys? No, she... Foodie news. Hostess <laughs> like debuted a new Twinkie <laughs> slash Ding Dong. It does look like Asha. It does. Sorry. Twinkie, Brady, go ahead and talk to your, your people what? about this. We're talking about substantive human beings. Brady Man. brought up the Twinkie mashup. Twinkies and what? Ding Dong. The inside looks like a Twinkie, but it's covered in fudge. <laughs> There's Twinkie. the mashup. That's, never mind. That's, 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 that's too easy. easy. Come on. So hold on a second. <laughs> I put my flesh-colored Twinkie in there, and it comes out covered in fudge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're calling it the Ding Dong Twinkie. <laughs> you got your case of Ding Dong Twinkie down there. It's called the Chocolate Little Baron. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. On the box, it says, delicious Twinkie cake covered in Ding Dong fudge. <laughs> That just sounds dirty. Kids shouldn't see this. And in Japan, scientists <laughs> developed the lemon melon. Uh, there's 3,800 available. Right now, they're going to sell them. Um, if you're in Japan, they cost about 23 bucks each. It's uh, a combination of this uh, melon and a lemon. We figured that out, Brady. Yeah, they graft it together and... <laughs> Three to four pounds. It's not hey, as big you know, as a watermelon. You know a combination of Thanks a lot, CSI. I nailed that. Boy, you did see Mission Impossible this weekend. You're on point. So you're telling me the lemon melon is a combination of a lemon and, and what? What's the other? Not a watermelon. Oh, a melon. No, lemon and a melon. Any melon will do. There's another scam out there that's happening. Um, it starts out on Craigslist. The scammer claims they need help with an elderly family member. Job duties include things like housework, grocery shopping, running errands, like trips to the bank. Last week, a woman in Omaha, Nebraska, fell for it, showed up at a bank to withdraw some money for the person who hired her. When she got to the window, wait, the scammer said, put the teller on the phone so he can give her the uh, account information. Oh, I said, I'm robbing this place. Give him everything. Yep. So uh, hands the lady the cash. Undisclosed amount of cash. She was thinking it's just a normal withdrawal. She didn't find out. She robbed a bank until later. That's pretty elaborate lying right there. She knew she was robbing a bank. The teller had to look at her and go, don't hurt me. <laughs> okay. Same thing happened to another woman in Omaha a few days after that, but she didn't leave with any money. Both times the scammer asked them to go to deposit the cash into a Bitcoin ATM. Where are those? All over Mexico and stuff. Oh. There's also a second part. There's your first clue they're crooked. A (laughs) Bitcoin ATM in Mexico. Then the second part, they ask for your uh, bank info so they can pay you for your Sure. By all means, hand over your routing number to a stranger on the phone. They're still looking for the people, the scammers. So the teller doesn't say, they just go, oh, I'll just do the okie doke, and here's your phone back, and here's all the money. information. I'm just picking up for him. Yeah. Remember the uh, dress deal that happened about eight years ago, whether it's uh, white or gold or blue and black? Yeah. Well, the groom from that wedding has been charged with attempted murder. From what wedding? Uh, that this dress was put up there originally because his his mom was going to wear this dress at the oh, wedding. Oh, I didn't know that. His name is Keir Johnston, and his mother-in-law was the woman who was going to wear the dress. Ah. 
he was accused of a long period uh, of domestic violence against his wife, the woman he married in 2015. What, uninterrupted or? Uh, pretty consistent. <laughs> Just a nonstop domestic violence situation. For Placed her, her into a headlock, uh, dragged her, stalked her, mentally abused her, strangled her at knife point. All in uh, a row? Threatened to kill her. Uh, over yes, between 2015 and 2019. Four solid years of domestic violence. Nah, who cares? Did we find out what color the dress actually <laughs> yeah, was? Exactly. I mean, you know, Brad, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, land this plane, Brady. <laughs> no, but what was funny is the uh, dress was once featured in a domestic abuse campaign by the Salvation Army, worn by a woman who whose face had been battered black and blue. Oh, jeez. And the tagline said, why is it so hard to see black and blue? The only illusion is if you think it was... By her choice. That's Yikes. creepy. Okay. He was on Ellen DeGeneres, too, when that whole dress. What color was the dress? Did he and not? he gave uh, Ellen, Two the black show eyes. gave her, <laughs> he gave them <laughs> 10 grand. <laughs> he, punched, he punched Ellen <laughs> Towards twice. the wedding. <laughs> Never cared a, for you, DeGeneres. <laughs> I got two quick wild world stories. Oh, okay. Go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your Wild Wild World. The Ambassador Cruise Lines has apologized to their customers. This happened in the UK when they're trolling into the Faroe Islands. And as the cruise ship is pulling in, they see these uh, whale hunters Uh with knives and hooks, uh, basically butchering 78 pilot whales. Oh, boy. The, the people that lived on the Faroe Islands have been hunting the whales for dec- or for centuries. Right. And they happen to be timing. They're, they're limited on what they can do. They can only do like 200 whales a year or something like that. But you don't want the cruise ship to roll up they during pause, the Sorry. Uh, and on your right. It's not the best cruise excursion, the slaughterhouse. Yeah. But it was okay. It's legal. It's I an mean, expected it's a, amount it's a, of pilot whales taking the hook. Yeah. Okay. The population, they say, is like 778,000, and 100,000 swing by the Faroe Islands. That <laughs> Annually, yeah. we drop that down by <laughs> And they're allowed to harvest K. so many. They're light, they have to be licensed, but it's knives and hooks. Yeah. That's brutal. Well, that's after. Like, no, that they, step up on they the herd them into the shallow water. Oh, and then they just start smashing them, like the cove. Jeez. We got to come up with a better plan. And what do we need the whales for? Blubber and... They eat them. Oh, they do? Yeah. But they also, yeah, your blubber. Perfume and soap. Uh, And then this uh, duck flew in on a roller coaster at Cedar Point, Ohio, in Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, H. Flew into or on? The duck flew into the train of the Millennium Force, which I rode that roller coaster. Stuck on the chair. There we go. Casa Concordia. There we go. (laughs) So close to this being you. It was uh, it it just home. sat in the seat yeah. and rode on the roller coaster. Oh, it coaster. got on the roller yeah. coaster. It goes 93 miles per hour. The duck was the okay. The duck? Or the, okay, the roller coaster. Now <laughs> the duck does. duck goes about 40, 45. What the? <laughs> I get it. I said duck. That's your wild, wild world. Okay. There's a woman in France that was sitting at an, on a nice little uh, terrace. This coffee shop, having a cup of coffee with her friend, and then something, ow, hits her in the rib. Duck. She said she heard something hit the roof, came through the roof, and then hit her in the roof. It was a tiny meteorite. 
all the way through the place and into the French yeah. lady. Interesting. Didn't damage the ribs. Just she thought it was bounced a, off. She thought it was a bird or a bat that flew into her. <laughs> she has that problem? I guess that so. That birds and bats <laughs> smash into her armpits? Sacre bleu! It has happened again, Stephanie. This uh, German man has died after a botched penis enlargement surgery. Met his uh, friend online. His doctor? His partner. At the point, it was a hookup. And the guy was a, not a doctor, but he's done this before to oh. some other lovers. Worst phrase ever. He uh, injected the penis with silicone. Not a doctor. To enlarge it. But I've done this before. Yep. Is the worst thing you like the dude who gave you your IV for gout this week. I'm yeah. not a doctor, but I've done this before. Lay down. No. That's a terrible thing to hear. And then still go through with it? Yeah. All because when they first met, he's like, man, your junk's a lot bigger than mine. He wants one of those. I want. Give me some of that. So we ran over to the Lowe's, grabbed some silicone putty, fired it in there, and then started squishing it around to make it even. I wonder if there's Lowe's in Germany, whatever the Lowe's is there. That's what you're wondering? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I bet you they've got home improvement stores over there. They do. <laughs> we yes. people. Oh, thanks. Well, you're the one who was questioning it, and now you're so sure of yourself. But I was wondering if that ex- exact. Yeah, the Brahas Depot. That's right. Then uh, we'll finish it up with this. This 27-year-old homeless woman in Modesto, California, was sunning in a field when the uh, city department worker was mowing the lawn. Oh, no. Grass was too tall. She's landing high grass. So it's the toe-behind big blade thing. The hooks? For uh, for making yeah, I mean, like it's, rows, it's tall grass. Yeah, so he's oh. plowing through that. Doesn't see her. Goes over. Doesn't notice it until he looks Perfect. back. She's munched. The problem is the family is like, she'd have heard that. Yeah, how would you not know? How do you not know you're about own? to get run over by huge farm equipment? How in the world? Yeah. I got to find the video for this. <laughs> yeah, this Brett, you've got to have the video for this. <laughs> she was dead before. She was. Uh, you know, who knows, on drugs or something. Yeah, heroin or already but, dead. You know, he didn't see Enjoying it, but they didn't do the too grass? much to... Uh, <laughs> well, they fall down, is what Brady's saying. Okay. She wandered through the poppies. <laughs> Take a little sleep, a little nappy How pappy. a little poison, poppies? And then you drop her like a bad habit, and she just lays out there. The family has uh, got a civil lawsuit going on with Modesto, saying... Third largest DIY retailer in Europe and third largest, or largest in Europe and third largest in the world, OBI. The OBI. That is your German Home okay. Depot. That's, nice. where yeah, that's where your German lover goes to buy them. Silicone. <laughs> the penis pumps. All right. Let's get go. to some radio videos. All right, go. First one's a do- little, it's, it looks like a dog fight, but they're, they're watching a couple sent, of dogs. He sent this Thursday afternoon. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a long time. It's been a while. Why do you grab your phone for these then? I was, because if he doesn't have it up there, then I can't There's, see it right away. Oh, I see. There's okay. two of them I, that I don't have. They got taken down. All right. Okay. 
So this is a dog? Yeah, a couple of dogs playing, and they're watching, and the one guy gets too close to that pole. Right there. You'll uh, see. There's a pole in the middle there, and yeah. there's just a couple of dogs goofing around. It looks like a dog fight for real, though, right? The real dog fight. Yeah, did you see him? He got caught up in the pole, and let's Oh, there that's not goes. a pole. That's yeah. like a weird a mini wave. Oh, just trying to break like up the, the dog. Music, really. It's a, like a, they're drilling a well. Yeah, with dogs nearby. Because <laughs> their country is <laughs> And then he just gets whipped around like a gymnast. All right. I can't look at the dogs fighting, but I can watch that guy get torn from limb to limb by that spinning thing. Next one's a guy in a little shack that's uh, the, the parking the yeah, parking, parking guy. Yeah, parking garage. Oh, the arm parker thing. Yeah. He's, it looks like the exact same the arm one over there, from sorry. the movie Stripes, where they were going into Czechoslovakia. Okay. Yeah, it's Czechoslovakia. And we zip out. It's like going to Wisconsin. Uh, and then a uh, uh, bus comes by. Giant it's bus. T-Bone. Oh! Guy in the shack. By the train. Oh, he's in oh. the shack. And he's, he's standing <laughs> up. The whole shack blew up around him. Oh, man. A train and a bus hit the shack, and the guy falls through the window like Buster Keaton in a 1920s movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Man in the box survived. (laughs) 14 on the bus are dead, though. That train barreled right through that. Man. How about that? That's pretty good. Next one's pretty brutal. This guy's car's broken down in the center. Of the freeway. Yeah. This one's a pretty good death. Okay. He's just walking around on the freeway. Oh, no, not anymore. He's not walking anymore. A box truck ended that. Delivered produce to the restaurant. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. It's a guy watching videos while he was driving. I didn't miss the dude in the red shirt. It looks like Kool-Aid man walking down the freeway. That Cisco truck's going to be late for their delivery. (laughs) (laughs) That is just... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This one happens real quick. Oh, There's a more. little cussing right off the bat, yeah, so okay. you don't play this one. I won't. All right. But it's a couple pulling a... Uh, like a fifth wheel. Exactly. Camper. A fifth wheel. Not a fifth wheel, but yeah. Mexican it is a camper. camper. Yeah. And right. a deer is crossing the road. Whack! Oh, right into the back of the thing. And it the deer's five. just fine. That's kind of neat. The deer blew <laughs> up their camper and then jumps, jumps out. jumps away. He's fine. It's like a camper caught him yeah, like a baseball even, glove. Yeah. And he just kept running. <laughs> Tumbled. Yep. <laughs> The old Capri catches the deer. Wow. The Capri 20. That's a nice Capri 20. Sleep seven, uncomfortably. <laughs> All right, and uh, Brett, make it speedy. Right. Well, we'll start off with this. Uh, if this is how female sp- uh, boxing is, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. Oh, I saw this. The, the winner? Yeah, the winner. Watch what she does at the end of the fight. She wins her fight. Here's my boots. Here's my cans. They're nice. Yeah. A really you know nice girl boxing. The girl camp. she beat looked like she had decent boots too. <laughs> That's really all we care about was girl boxing. It's on the zone, so you could have gotten that this week. I didn't though. Damn it! Yeah, I saw the clip of that. A friend of my, or a guy sent it to me on email. Did you see the fight this weekend with the two girls? I'm like, mm, I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> She's gonna be undefeated. She took her shirt off. She'll now. never lose a fight. I'm interested. No. She, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of massaging <laughs> until she gets topped. And there's uh, chasing a motorcycle. Oh, a cop going around the corner chasing a motorcycle. Oh, he taps the bike. The cop gets out. Oh, flying kick into the guy's head. What a move by the officers. This on OP Live. He didn't hesitate. No, he wasn't messing around. Dude on the motorcycle tries to run away. Got him. It's just one of those Bruce Lee flying super kicks right up. Oh, that's gorgeous. Man. 
He got out of the passenger seat. That's the passenger seat. Europe, isn't it? Oh, maybe you might be right. Yeah, yeah. Driving on the wrong side. You're right. Uh, We'll jump to this. That's a great kick. That was exciting. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Next video. Guys, There's a slow-mo uh, accident, I think, He's drifting on the freeway somewhere over there where men wear dresses mm-hmm. and hats. Yes. Uh, here's a here's a rolling thunder car on the oh, freeway. Is two flips. There's oh, a dude, there's there's a dude a in a dress flying out. There's Whoa. one flying out. Oh, he's Whoa. heading towards the crowd. He's missing an there's arm? another one coming out. He's missing out. an arm already. Oh, there's one oh, half out that. of the car. There's the arm. Oh, my goodness. There's a guys in turbans just oh, flying all over. There's another one going out on the road dressed exactly like the last one. And there's one out there under the road. Wow. There's the arm. Oh, there's his arm there's just his flying his out arm. into the street. Oh. Oh. Why are there so many onlookers? The arm is flipping us off. Is that like O.J. <laughs> wow. Simpson's car ride? That was an arm, right? Not a leg? At least. Uh, not sure. Why? First off, there's a Middle Eastern radio station that's watermarked this. And then... <laughs> It's like when O.J. was driving down the 405. There's just people standing on the side of the road watching traffic. And we'll end with this gem since we weren't here on Friday. Okay. This is a Friday gem? Oh, yeah. All right. This is Brett's Friday gem on a Monday. You're so lucky, all of you. Oh, it's a penis. Oh, no. oh, God, oh with the oh, stiletto. Oh, no. It's a guy's penis in seat. Oh, oh, that's fake. That's fake. He's drilled a hole in the in the no. bottom of a coffee table, and he stuffed his penis and his testicles through the hole, and a lady took our stiletto heels, oh shoved it into God. the urethra of this guy, and there's a giant tight ring on the bottom of his wiener. And when she pulls it out, it's a blood Bellagio. Oh the things they do inside oh. the Capri 20. Oh, she's just grunged like she's putting a cigarette out with I a... I like how his, ah. his toes are wiggling on the end there. Oh, God. God. Oh. He turns his dick into a ketchup dispenser. Oh, oh it's horrible. Did she pierce him? Pierce the bag first? Oh. Oh. Hey. Ah. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> God damn it. I thought we were filming those. That would have been a good one. Oh. So, later, you got to get the cameras out for those types of I ones. Know. I know. You needed to prep us. We could have done that one. Oh, my God. Oh, my wiener hurts so much right now just watching <laughs> that. <sighs> oh. And he put a nose ring in his bag. I remember once my uh, <laughs> my dog, Brandy, was a Weimer in her. She was awesome. And my mom came home from work, and Brandy came. Like she opened the garage door, and Brandy came out. And she had groceries, so the back, uh, the back door of the uh, Oldsmobile 98 was open. And Brandy goes running by to the back door and she's going to get in the car. My mom walks back and goes, Brandy, get out of there. And Brandy's standing next to her and she goes to give her a little like back kick. Like, get out of here, Brandy, like a little push. And as soft as you can do it, the heel of my mom's shoe went right into Brandy's (laughs) b-hole. And you just hear, (laughs) (laughs) she came running out of the house. My mom was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what'd you do? I think my heel went right into the dog's bottom. Take a look at it. I'm like, you take a look at it. You did it. Clean as a whistle. Not a In mark. Out. Not a mark. Didn't bump the sides. Nothing. Just whoosh, whoosh. if it was operation, she wouldn't have made the ro- the red nose. It was just <laughs> in and out. It's amazing. Watch your heels, ladies. Those things are weapons. There goes your Brady report. It's 98. Yikes. It's out of control now. 
I hope my dad nailed a bunch of my sister's friends. <laughs> Side conversation. Maybe we do need cameras in here. Uh, it's time now for What Would Brady Do? Quickly, we're late today, but What Would Brady Do? is brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pawn, MMP Guns. You just heard Brett talking about it. They got those classes, teach you how to build stuff, yeah. guns and otherwise. MMP Guns is the place to go. Man, we had your event there a couple weeks ago. Uh, half the, we are a well-armed militia downstairs. I'm I, telling you, it's crazy down there. We may be uh, bumping up against the rules of the Constitution with all that goes on down there now because Emily bought stuff, Paige bought stuff, Joseph got a gun. Everybody's got weapons downstairs. This place is well-armed. David Koresh is down there. I mean, he's <laughs> all stocked up. <laughs> yeah, we basically are kind of Koresh uh, the compound now. But uh, they taught them everything, got them great deals, got good stuff from anything they were looking for, too. Because I know Emily, what she was looking for wasn't she's normal, specific. right? Yeah. She's very specific in what she wants. Yeah, and they can cover you. They got it all. So if you're in that market and you want to go over there, look no further than MMP Guns, 12th Street and Indian School, right in the heart of Mo Money Pond. And thanks for it. Oh, by the way, Byron's birthday special still going on all the Now it's buttoned up against my birthday, so it's Byron and John's birthday special. Let's go up to Byron when you see him and say, what's the... Uh, What's the percent off for your birthday special that's running all year until next year's birthday? And it starts all over again. <laughs> Are you ready, Brady? Ready. Let's try this one. Oh, got an update. Remember the guy who uh, his gay friend wanted him to do whack-off videos for him a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So he's got a what would Brady do update for you. I'm the straight guy with a gay friend who wanted videos but couldn't keep my wood up. Uh, so I'll tell you what I ended up doing because he was like going to buy him stuff if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, I sent full body shots, my abs, my seps. <laughs> he had his arms, he had his guns in there. Uh, he sent money even though I was soft and couldn't get it going. But it's all worked out. I got paid and did very little Tanner. All right, there you go, Tanner. That's nice. Good job. Tanner uh, won't beat off for his gay friends, but you can take a look at his washboard and foe a fee. Uh, here's a good one. Dear Brady, I'm 42 years old, and I was recently diagnosed with autism. I always thought there was something not quite right with me compared to other people, but now it's been confirmed that I'm uh, pretty heavy into the uh, spectrum of autism. But I am functional. There are ways I can take full advantage of this both financially at work and through some programs. Also, if I tell everyone at work I have autism uh, as badly as it says I do on paper, then I can milk it, too, because socially I have some issues. So I can get my own office with a bathroom. You know who else is autistic and has his bathroom in his own uh, office? <laughs> this fella right here. Uh, should I use my diagnosis to get some perks? I mean, it's allowed. It's real. I just don't know if I should do this. Signed, Angel. You're on the grid, man. Yeah, you've got this. You're in the spectrum. Yeah. You're not technically lying, even though you've been functioning... At work this entire time with it, not needing special perks. Now, the one thing that might um, differ is how people treat you if you're leading with that a little more. But if you've got autism or a little bit of Asperger's, you don't care how people treat you. I guess the so. Best part. But it sounds like in the letter, it sounds like there's it's, a little bit of that. I don't know. know. Well, there's some trepidation in yeah. doing it, having like reservations on, should I take advantage of this? But if you truly have, like, social anxiety or hang-ups about stuff that are a little bit quirky and you're neurotic and it's been diagnosed as autism and you're socially not quite right. But this doesn't sound like 
Get an office in a bathroom. Let me tell you what. As a guy with an office in a bathroom, do anything you can to get an office in a bathroom. Lie, cheat, steal, whatever you need to do. That's uh, you know, get an office in a bathroom. There's no, you poor bastards have to go all the way down there to that KSLX dumping ground of oh, poop brutal. and pee and paper. And I don't have to deal with that. I mean, what I don't know don't hurt me. I never wander into that bathroom of mine and smell uh, Al Franken or Izzy or anybody else that has to go in there and drain their giant D's. It's not a one. Yeah, you heard me. Not a once. And it was even worse when Neanderthal and Mark were here. Oh. And it's been confirmed. And credit to Neanderthal. We all looked at him and said, you are the guy that makes this bathroom smell like It wasn't. It was Mark. Because since Mark's been gone, Neanderthal doesn't stink up the can at all, and I got to give him—I got to give him props. That was—he's he, not the guy. It it's was one Mark. of those cases, you know, like you know, picking up Luca or DeAndre. You're going to go for the, <laughs> right. you know, it looks. Yeah, if I'm judging, yeah, and I'm, I'm taking—I'm taking Paul or Mark monster. or Neanderthal. Right. I'm like, well, this dude has clearly got a diet that dumps out some filthy oh, yeah. waste. Nope, it was Mark. We also don't have the crossover anymore, though. Yeah, but you'd think that he, because he gets here about 9.30. That was his prime time of going and wrecking bathrooms. You'd think he'd come in here, you know, put it on us, and then go do his midday show. I don't mind rolling in there when Dustin's in there. (laughs) Rainbow. It is nice to think of him (laughs) without his pants on. Oh. (laughs) Getting rid of last night. (laughs) You heard me, Brady. You brought it up. Don't, don't. Yeah, that's what I told you. you I don't mind that little cringe. He's sashaying away from that one now. Ew, gross. You're the one who brought it up. You go gross. You don't want to play. <laughs> I watched your face cringe up like your mom. I, was, I thought I had to sneeze. No. Nope. <laughs> so did Dustin. He shot out a bunch of miracles. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Don't you do, don't bring don't don't bring the little paddle if you don't want to play pickleball. Oh, this Friday more sensitivity. Training. <laughs> I've been through it. I hit the reset. Dear Brady, I think my wife is having. Did we solve that last issue? I don't know. I don't really. Yeah. Autism. Get you your bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Take advantage of this. And it's by the way, it's the not perks. taking advantage if a doctor told you you've got it. It can only. Uh, it could potentially improve your life a little. Yeah. Bit. I mean, the reason you went to the doctor is because you didn't feel like things were working out. The doctor said, you've got autism. You're on the spectrum, and you you know, you got to be aware. Yeah, I understand that. I'm technically autistic. I think uh, there's. I think if you test most people, they're going to come up on the spectrum a little. I've got cases. Oh, the spe- spectrum's so broad now. It is, I mean, but I mean, I'm, I've taken a few of those tests, and I've been, I'm, I'm, I've hit that thing. Now, the difference is I can cope with what I got going on, I, I, for the most part. I've found ways around normalcy, you know. I avoid the things that I know are going to make me feel really weird. Now, are there things that I could do with a medical paper that says you could do this different? Probably. But I don't want to necessarily go down that route. But I've got it. I mean, they they, they have made it so big that I just think I'm weird. That's all. I've just got some neurotic weird stuff. Uh, Dear Brady, I think my wife is having sex with people online. Well, I should rephrase that. I think she wants to. I saw uh, her history on the computer, and a bunch of it uh, was telling guys uh, to meet her on a video conference line. 
I confronted her about it, and she came clean. She said, I haven't done anything sexual myself, but I talk to guys while they do it about what I'd be doing sexually. I basically just kind of narrate sex. There's no nudity, and they do send me money. And I appreciated her being honest, and I said, why do you need this money? And she said, so we can go to a Hawaii for Christmas. <laughs> then she showed me her bank account <laughs> that's private. $13,000 she's made. I know it's weird to believe her, but I do. I don't think she's doing anything against me. I do think she's using her assets for money. I talked to my brother about it, and he says it's awful. If you, He says it's, uh, if you won't tell mom and dad about it because it's shameful, then it's bad. What do you think? Seve or sieve without a T. I don't know how to say that word. Sieve? Um... So she's basically that just is interesting. like phone sex operator right. over the video. So she must look good. Yeah. Right? Because if you're not getting naked and you still made $13,000 in 2023, there's something about you. I'm not buying a not naked part. Yeah, uh, the thing I don't like either is um, if yeah, why, why not be on the up and up about it from the get-go? I got an opportunity to make some money here. I want to go to Hawaii. All of a sudden, this award now comes your way or this gift. Yeah. I'm making money so we can go to Hawaii. Well, maybe. Devil's advocate. Okay. She could have she been hiding felt it. felt a little shame, and she was trying to do a surprise, found a route to get to some ca- – 13000 bucks a lot. And again, awfully hard to believe with yeah. Pornhub and all this other stuff that you're not sure. You better – you can weave a tale. If you can get $13,000 with just yeah. chatting. Now, yeah, there are also guys who find it salacious and filthy and whatever and probably shameful to go to a video conference where a girl's just naked and too frills. So like a little more conservative type one-on-one action. Yeah. Like there were guys who used to like the phone sex operator. Like that was a thing. So there, maybe there's a bunch of just dudes who were turned on with words. So maybe there is truth to the idea. She was a little ashamed, but she found this thing. She was going to surprise you later. Or uh, she's a filthy whore and she's lying to you. That's what I'm going with. That's what Brett would believe. My gut's telling me the same. I don't think there's there's something. mm, A lot of this is on the up and up. Because if, uh, one, she'd have to, I mean, it would be nice if, you know, like my husband would be okay if I did this. You know, like, are you okay with uh, making money on this side of it? Because, you know, the trust factor. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You're kind of crossing over that. Interesting thought, because you're right. When it comes down to being a present later, it seems like, well, why didn't you just say, I'm going to try this and raise money? Yeah. Why does it have to be such a surprise? Maybe she just misguided. What if, Brady, you find out in December that your wife's been doing this and she pays off the house? Um, it's a compelling, <laughs> yeah. uh, compelling reason to say she's in it in the marriage to right. stay. Yeah. I mean, so it but, becomes about know, what you can buy. Off the house, it makes us the nice. same. It makes us the same as what we complain about with women all the time is that yeah. it's a money thing. So if she's got enough for a trip to Hawaii and it sounds like a really nice trip to Hawaii. If she's already got 13 grand, you're going at Christmas time. 
Probably get your tickets booked First of soon. all, you're talking about a Bigfoot tail there. That would never happen. No <laughs> wife would ever do that. <laughs> right. I agree that a woman wouldn't yeah. be as responsible. And like, with, I'm making yeah. this money to pay off I made $238,000 and I paid off the note. Like, it's it's just not a thing. You just see a like, lot more right purses. Right there. That's yeah. BS right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think as a guy, we're skeptical of that. But let's just say, for hypothetical sake, she shows up and the house is, she's paying off the mortgage. Unbelievable. Yeah. You would allow her to have been a whore secretly for that long. I would still have a tough time with it. Would her. you? Yeah. But that you'd let the, you'd let her well, pay the house. Well, because that's that's doing some whoring there. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, you're talking, you know, she's getting volume difference. Yeah. But let's say she's been uh doing this for about 7 and you years. Know what? I just wanted to pay off the house, that's it, done and now, I don't They're know. They're not going to go back. I don't know how long well, I'd want her to go back. Now we got free cash. Like, let's they start earning your keep. You got to, you're an earner now, and we just get, get paid the house off, and you're quitting. Now, what about like a car loan? Again, it like if it's, it's thirty grand, tough, it's tough. The, the fact that you did this stealth. Okay, but morally, I'm asking. Yes, that part might oh, bother you, the, but are you going to take the money? No, then I would, ask, just I would have her go back and give it back to all the clients that she had over the years. Right. So you're going to spend it, and then you're going to go shame on oh, you. Oh, you're taking the money. Right. Yeah. But then, then the shame on you goes away. Yeah. It immediately goes away when you're like, yeah, we're going to pay off the car, of course. Now, you whore. Like, hold on <laughs> Why a you? Why you? Like, if you were truly against it, you'd be like, nope. We're donating that to charity or something. This, but again, this is ill-gotten gains. Yeah. I just... Yeah, the toughest thing after that would be the the, the trust factor. What if you or, could? What you know, if you said I want to sit all in the on ways it. to uh, make money? Yeah. Again, you know, it's saying like, well, this would be the easy way to do it. If the money starts coming in, you still have to work on that. That's the the misnomer, I think, on this thing that the OnlyFans. Oh, that's so easy. Sure, we've had oh, people not. that we know. It's not. But she's pulled thirteen. You're grand. going after it. I don't know. What's the motivation, right. you know, other than money? Maybe there is some of that behind that. They, they want to feel more desired out of, uh, you know, from other people. I get that. Okay. But that kind of is. Uh, yeah. Is she getting anything uh, out of this and more then than the How cat? about if you flip it around? How yeah. would that go around? If you set up your private deal. As a guy, I know it's different. Yeah, that's totally you're, you're, different. You'd have to be talking to gays. No girls calling yeah. a dude to talk. Yeah, and you're do, oh, so you go down that route, and then later, Ugh, you, you just think made she'd me, be all right with that? You just or? made me picture a girl who wants to be talked to via video text. Imagine this. You could smell her through the iPad. <laughs> what a hog. Like a woman that can't get laid and just yeah. wants to chat. Ugh. But if you're making 100 you, grand you a month. Be. I, I don't know. This scenario seems so like... It's Only like, with a chocolate LeBaron yeah, doing you, that. Yeah, you'd have to do it with gays. Like gay dudes. Like that guy, that, that dude that uh, gave us the update. His friend wanted him to send him ab pictures so he could toss to his buddy. Would I do that? You would. Yeah. If I could pull some cash out of that? If, if gay dudes Trip would pay Hawaii. me just to chat with them on video text about whacking it, yeah. I could make jokes out of that all day. I don't know. I think the second you say, all right, whatever you're paying for, that's nice. I'll take that. But I'm mad at how you got the money. I think if you sit down and say, you shouldn't have lied to me about it. But 
it makes sense what you're talking about. I'll, and of course, that I'll argument. I'll take the money. Yeah, his, yeah, exactly. His brother's argument's kind of stupid because there's tons of stuff you don't tell your parents out of shame. Yeah. You know, you're not going to sit and talk about, you know, putting fingers and butts and things like that. And there's all sorts of that going on. Dumb. Your, your parents ask, what did you guys do for your birthday? You're like, anal. You don't say it. Yeah. Even your own relationship. It's just implied. Right. Yeah. I mean, your dad knows. <laughs> your mom probably deep down shudders. Has a little post-traumatic anal disorder from birthdays and stuff of the past. Oh, I remember your father used to turn. Oh, God. I hated birthdays. So. Yeah. It's a little seedy. Sit in with her. Say, I want to be in on the next one. And if the dudes on the line are like, hey, how come you're not showing me your cans this day? You'll know the second the guy starts going, no nudity? Like, I want to be on there with you once. I just sit in the back corner. If all you're doing is talking to him, I should be able to sit next to you. Like I'm talking to you. Right. Or, yeah. But the, the worst would be if she's talking to them, but you're not getting any of that attention or that kind of talk. Right. She just likes the verbal whore to other guys. And yeah. To you, she's like, like a, where's this? What, what guy's going to waste his time with that, though? You, you have, like you said, you got you have free Pornhub. I, why, I, why am I messing around with, with some broad I don't know? There are guys who call sex lines. Still? I, yeah, well, yeah. I think guys in their 60s and stuff that don't that think porn's filthy. I thought that died in the 80s. I, I, or 90s. It should know? have. Yeah. It did for us. Right. Because we're technologically savvy enough. But I, I know some... People like Brady's not a big jitterbug. Can't get on the uh, right. Uh-huh. You, know, <laughs> you wouldn't you dial. Want, you don't necessarily dabble in the porn. Like you don't not like looking often, at it. Yeah. So if you were to have a choice, it would more than likely be a phone sex thing before it would be just going on Pornhub and watching porn. No, whores. that's that's no. Mm, no. You would rather go to the porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So I know people who wouldn't. I know Man, people who are like they'd that rather blows me away. They'd rather have interaction. Then, but again, it's hard to believe it's not nude. Like yeah. they want one-on-one interaction. That's why OnlyFans is so successful. Is because it's it's it breaks down the fourth wall of Pornhub. You're actually there. I find it completely creepy. OnlyFans. Oh yeah, I'm grossed out by it. I would never want to be on with the girl. On the, <laughs> he's so weird to me. Like I, I, I want You're at a peak distance. show with uh, yeah, and thousands of other guys. Well, it can be one on one, but it also yeah. That's it, when you're paying the premium. But I don't know. I, don't, I guess you can. You can do one on ones and stuff. But, but I, I don't. I don't want to sit and have a chat. Yeah, the one where you're in a group thing. No, that's just weird. I like the distance of the video, not knowing I'm there. It's creepy. So they still I, have the coins dropping in. The, or that's not I don't normal. think they that's make the noise like normal. they used to. I think, no, OnlyFans is more just like, I think you tip at the end if you want. I mean, that's a 20, I think 25, just, 28%. subscribe, right? We subscribe, but then I think at the end you're like, hey, a little something extra. You can pop in 20% of whatever it is. I don't know. It's weird to me. That to me is weird. So I'm of the generation where I'm just like, I'll just stick with porn. And there's some guys who advance to be like, nope, I need some. I need them to know I'm there. It, like on the tonal, if you do a live class of workouts, they're told, like, you know, Larry used to do when he would do the thing of people listening. Hey, it was just Nathan's out there. Eve's out there. Yeah. Like they want to hear their names. When you're working out on the live class on tonal, 
Coach Woody will sit back and she goes, hey, it's great to see you. Steve just lifted his millionth pound this uh, year. And like she'll go through and it'll give you little updates of who's out there. And I'm like, oh, I don't like I don't like them knowing I'm here. I like to I like my I like my masturbation old fashioned in a bush looking through a window. <laughs> I don't like the person to know I'm there doing it. With my stepmom stuck yeah. over a client's <laughs> right. <laughs> Smelling somebody's underwear. Yeah. I like it to be private and gross and weird and nobody knows I did it. That's how I was raised. I don't need people watching me do it. I'm like, yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> or just laying like, you know, a one-on-one with a pal. Like Brady gets bored on a Friday. Wanna? Like, yeah, no faces. <laughs> anyway, good luck out there. Your wife, more than likely, Brady and Brett think, Sevy, your so wife's a whore. <laughs> and she might be taking a Hawaii on the back of her whoredom. Now it's up to you to decide how much you want to go to Hawaii. At some point in time, you'd think she'd at least discuss, you know what? I'm getting good at this. Heads up. I'm making some money on this deal. Are you all right if I continue? Yeah, why not just say something? That's the thing that, that yeah. makes you feel. Maybe she knows it would be something he'd be against. and she Then you wouldn't. Then, then you shouldn't like, be doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's why she got busted. This guy says, I never thought in my life I'd be paying uh, cash money. For the woman pee, but oh my god, I discovered OnlyFans sites and you're ta- that you've been talking about, and I currently pay for it. It is unbelievable what people will do for money to themselves. It's a whole new level, and it makes commercial pornography look like biblical stuff. I won't know that. I don't want to go on OnlyFans. I, I, something about it's just too personal. It's to the de- it's it gets dark webby for me. <laughs> Or how about, yeah, Kyle comes up with a plan and says, all right, well, then you start one where you whack off to Lonely Housewives for cash and see how much you can raise. Maybe it's five or 600 bucks, but it goes towards the vacation kitty. <laughs> and you guys got a little petty cash for a while. We can DoorDash tonight, thanks to my whacking. <laughs> we can DoorDash all the way through Hawaii and get some cheat cheese for my 500 and then you cover the first class bill in. Anyway, creepy. Well, good luck out there. Sorry about your whore wife. Your brother's got a point. Probably whipping him out. Oh, yeah. You just have to draw lines on the honest. And you got to give it to her when he confronted her. She's like, yeah, I've been doing it. She didn't him and haw or try to hide it. Yeah, you're right. She owned the fact she's a whore. She owned that mm. you married a whore. And she's like, you knew this when we got married. Today's bring your daughter to work day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Come on, man. <laughs> That's uh, why you don't do it. That's right. Comeonman.com is where you would go to that. Uh, it is 949. There you go, everybody. That is sort of what Brady did. You got a whore wife. It's out of control now. 98 KUPD. Morning Sickness. Morning Sickness. 98 All right. We're just about out of here. It's already 10 o'clock for crying out loud. Uh, it is uh, 161 outside right now. High is going to be 174. Um, over 1,000 people have burst into flames already this morning. So be careful. Construction workers, uh, let's blow that whistle. You guys are all done. Head home. You've been at it since 2 this morning. It's 10. That's eight hours. You're done. I got construction going on at my house right now to finish something I started two years ago. But COVID and all this other stuff finally got going. Those dudes go home, like, I, I came home on uh, Thursday, and they did a concrete pour, and then they had to wait and cure it and stuff. There are two 
dudes in long sleeve yellow shirts with hoods on and jeans laying in my driveway. And I'm like, ah, oh, they dropped dead. This is terrible. I got to bury some people. And then their heads raise up when the carport's pulling into the thing. Give me a wave. They still didn't move. They just give me a wave. They're just sunning themselves PJ like John. seals. Yeah. PJ John. PJ John. Con- concrete is done. We just have to wait for it to cure. Like, you guys want some shade? No. <laughs> We're just sunning ourselves on these rocks. Okay. And I went inside. I didn't care. Like, they seem to have it figured out. Hydrate yourself. You know what you're doing out there. But construction guys, you're all good. Uh, and, yeah, if you have to work outside, be smart. If you have to be outside, be smart. You will burst into flames. And put your shoes on, for Christ's sake. Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends over there at reactdefense.com. The home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. And uh, I got an email from a guy that says, is it really, um, they'll do one-on-one training? You've been talking. Yes, they do. Why would I talk about it and then say, I was just kidding. Of course they do. And if you're interested in that, like that autistic that emailed us for the What Would Brady Do? Or like me or other people who do better in one-on-one situations uh, than they do in class groups. Um, yeah, they got that. As much as you can learn in the classes, too, which are outstanding. And I still like the classes that they've got. I just prefer one-on-one. Some of us are like that. If you want that kind of thing, you'll get the best training in the world one-on-one with the trainers. You get all their attention, hyper-focused on you. You're going to breeze through this stuff. It's amazing what I deal with with Tony and Josh and uh, Jay up there on my one-on-ones. It's a great thing. Then you take it into the classroom and you're up to snuff. You're feeling pretty confident about yourself. That's my big thing. I don't want to get in a classroom and be the dumbest one. I know a lot of people feel that way. So you get a little private training and next thing you know, you're ready for the game. That's how it works. Nothing wrong with that. However your brain works, you need to work it better in public. And that's what they teach you there. How to be a sheepdog and not a sheep. They got that active shooter seminar coming up in August too. And if you haven't uh, thought about doing that, man, oh man. Hop aboard that deal. That's coming up in one month. Uh, it's uh, reactdefense.com. That's where you need to go. You can check out their store, too. The tacticalblackvault.com. It's got incredible stuff in it. Josh is always making new things there. Reactdefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. Disney's Haunted Mansion premiered at Disneyland, but none of the actors showed up because of the actor strike. Yeah. So instead, people watched Walking the Red Carpet, Mickey, Minnie. Yeah. Some other characters. They did pre-record some videos of Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Owen Wilson. Makes me wonder what they're going to do for Barbie. Because this thing is just hyped through the moon now. Well, you know, and we talked about the big hype is you double dip. You see the Barbie and, and the Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, Same but, I mean, like but Barbie. More and more tickets have even. Right. But Barbie's red carpet. Yeah. Is. I mean, this is something people... I mean, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer's red carpet, not really the red carpet extravaganza you really care to see, the nuclear bomb movie. Oh, that guy plays Einstein. But Barbie and Ken and the star power in that thing and the people that are going to show up for it. And I don't think it will happen. I don't either. And that's a big it can't, miss. I don't think, right? Well, I well, think that's why they worked so hard on all the pre-strike promotion. I mean, if you look, Barbie was promoting hard a month ago yeah. in Europe and like earlier, but... That's crazy. Because at the premiere, it's funny you mentioned it, at Barbie, it must have happened before the strike. They've had several. But like the big... Ty Pennington showed up there because they had that My Barbie's Dream House on the uh, HGTV last night. Yeah. Ty Pennington had to be hospitalized. He was in the ICU last week after going to the red 
carpet premiere of Barbie. You're masturbating furiously to Margot Robbie. He had an abscess in his throat. Ew. Needed surgery. Oh, that had to stink. When it Almost popped. suffocated. It's just a bucket of pus. Ugh. Yeah, the Barbie thing's interesting, though, because they've spent a lot of money on pushing that, and now the week of, it goes dark. And then they talked about all these other movies that have basically shut down production. Oops, sorry. Mission Impossible. The new one. The uh, second version has been shut down. Uh, Deadpool 3 shut down. Pretty much any movie that had been in production. The first Mission the Mission Impossible that's out right now was shut down by COVID anyway. That, that movie's used to being shut down. It took in $80 million. Robert Downey Jr. says that Oppenheimer is the best film he's ever been in. The, the previews of the first movie I've wanted to see in the theater in a while. Like, want to run to it. It looks incredible. So I went to that uh, Mission Impossible mm-hmm. 7 in the uh, IMAX in the Cine, Cine 1 complex yeah. in Santan. And the sound in there, it ran the preview of Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. And they say, the when the, yeah, they say the part when the bomb goes, it vibrates that whole theater. Well, yeah. I hope so. It's a nuclear bomb. Hopefully it didn't skimp on sound. I'm bringing a refrigerator that I can climb into when that happens. I mean, I would. Survive Jones it. Enough. Yeah. I would hate to have a bottle rocket noise go off. <laughs> what have we done? Oh, no. Oh, it's terrible. So many dead Japanese. Oh, we got a second one. Oh, shoot. War's over. (laughs) Credits? This sucks. I want that thing to blow up. I was reading a thing of uh, Cillian Murphy, the guy who plays Oppenheimer. Yeah. That I didn't know Oppenheimer was basically an anorexic who was so heavily focused on his work, he just stopped eating. He forgot to eat. And his diet consisted of, on a regular basis, an almond. And so he did that. For 18 months. Murphy ate an almond as his diet. And if you look at the previews, he is, like the he other actors like, were uh, worried. Well, you haven't seen it, but uh, Captain America, when Steve Rogers was, you In know, the beginning, mor- yeah, morphed he, his yeah. body. Yeah, it, only that's CGI. Yeah. This, this dude was legit. legitimately lost a bunch of weight, and he wasn't thick to begin with. But he's like, his silhouette was so uniquely thin that I couldn't fake that. Ate an almond for... Can you imagine, Brady? No. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Plus, the almond was 40 pounds and made of Twinkie and chocolate. Yes, one of those... Now I can live with that almond. Hostess (laughs) almonds. The the life force almonds that Brady eats. Uh, It's 10.07. That's it for us. Larry McFeely's coming in here. And he's going to chitter-chat with you for a little while and give you some free stuff. If you'd like that, you're going to hop aboard and you'll be Larry's best friend. Be nice to Larry. He'll be nice back. He's got all sorts of things to give you until uh, he's all done and then Fitz gets here. We're done. We will see you tomorrow right here in the morning sickness. So long! It's out of control now.